You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it. I can't even say every week because it's been so long, and the person sitting across from me is not the person you guys might be expecting if you're a regular listener. But this is your boy, Blur Vision, aka Jordan here. And I've got a person that <laughs> I've talked about many times on the podcast. I've I've referenced her during many a review. Uh and yes, guys, she is real. This is my girlfriend, aka Beautiful Diz, aka Crystal. Say hello. Hi, everyone. Wow. <laughs> Hi, everyone. All sexy. Why? <laughs> that wasn't sexy. It was regular. Oh, that was regular. That was regular. <laughs> it's my nervous uh, regular. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it's not your first time podcasting, right? No, it's not. But still, first time podcasting with you. So, mm. Well, plug yourself. Pause. I did it again. <laughs> But this actually, oh my, I can say that because you're my girlfriend, so it's okay. <laughs> See, I keep saying it like, guys, girlfriend. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Not, I, I wasn't lying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like drop your 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 internet stuff, your handles, your my handles. Uh, everything's be- well. Instagram's beautiful diz one, uh, beautiful diz, uh, beautiful disaster for for Facebook, and everything else is beautiful diz. <laughs> you started a Twitch, right? Yeah, I started a Twitch. I mean, you have YouTube. Yeah, beautiful days. Yeah, you posted the uh, the BTS for episode four. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, if you guys have probably seen episode, I mean, wow, when was the last time we had a podcast? I think, oh my god, I I think it was Three before months? we even dropped episode four of Unworthy. Probably. So this Maybe. is like, and people are like, "Where have you been? Where's Michael? What's going on?" <sighs> guys, life, life, life has been going on. Schedule switched. Michael works nights. I work morning now. So we are on different paths. So I'm here with my girlfriend who's been asking me, like, when's the next podcast? When you guys will be doing this again? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And also going with like everything I've been doing for Unworthy and Unworthy Productions, like a lot of my heart has been wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. Like Michael's been busy with his stuff. He's got like the YouTube channel and like TikTok and all that stuff. And I've been sitting here in a in a writer's funk trying to write like three different screenplays for upcoming projects we have for Unworthy Productions. Um but yeah, just my heart honestly hasn't been in anything when it comes to geek media and you know, the stuff that we love. Like I think recently it's been getting more invigorated with stuff like like Eternals coming out and mm-hmm. Spider Man and I mean we just saw Ghostbusters today. And we kind of do many reviews on the way home anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, like I, I, the, the podcaster is like ingrained in me. Like even mm. though I haven't been on the mic for three hours at a time or whatever every week, like every time we that see a movie. definitely ingrained in you. Even when we watch TV at the house, you, he turns into podcast mode when he pauses it or he'll just narrate what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> now if you pause here, you see what the, it's really interesting. It's actually a reference throwback to the first version of it. <laughs> like, okay, honey. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, can we watch it? <laughs> yeah, I'm a walking spoiler, as I'm told. By yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Very hard to watch things with him yeah. when he's seen it. So this is kind of my therapy, I think. <laughs> this is me. It's like, I got to get it out. If I don't get it out now, I'm just going to explode. <laughs> He's like, all right, explode over there <laughs> on yeah, the mic. You gave me spoilers for something today. I forgot what we were watching. I mean, it's like every other day. Like, <laughs> and I don't mean to, but I'll say things like, like oh, yeah, no, that person doesn't die yet. I mean, ever. <laughs> that person never dies. They live forever. Oh, I swear. it was last night when we were watching um, um, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's another review. See, I didn't even think about that. That's another review that the yeah, actually, there. yeah, we were watching it yesterday. Yeah, but so today yeah. what we have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we only watched one episode of that. Um, real quick thoughts about Cowboy Bebop, though. Like, I was a big fan of it back in the day. It was like one of my first anime, Adult Swim. Hmm. So seeing the live action version of it, even though it's not, you know, I remember back uh, early two thousands, there was rumors about Keanu Reeves possibly being. Oh, that would have uh, been Spike. cool. Really? Think that would have been cool? It would have been. I would have been that. in Matrix. Like, oh, <laughs> that's why they did it. It's like, oh, Neo, he'd be a good Spike. It's like, no. He's... Spike, I don't think it. Whoa, I know. Kung Fu. No, I don't want that. True, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, it's not with the movie budget or, like, the quiet as I envisioned it. And a lot mm. of weird. <sighs> Making Unworthy and, like, seeing how the sausage is made when it comes to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's it's given me a new level of like nitpicking criticism yes. when it comes to like how things are edited even. Yeah. Like I had already you you weren't here for the CW um the the CW maddening saga where we used to watch all the CW shows but as mm-hmm. they re- got worse in quality and we continued to watch them my soul slowly died. You can literally track. I mean my soul died with them too. So <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped. I stopped putting myself through the torture. But, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, like, my soul was already dying from, like, things like GW, and that was just from storytelling alone. But now that I've I've become more... I don't like to sound pretentious. <laughs> but it's, it feels like I'm being pretentious. But nah, because I know was, how editing works now. Nah, that was, I know how, that was like, trash, the but... magic of movies are made. Right. Now I can, like, when I watch even, like, a fight scene, I have criticisms now that I never have, where it's like, oh, that that punch could have been faster, I, I or feel like, like that, that could have been that like, one seems kind of obvious though. I mean, but Cowboy Bebop seemed a little. I I, I don't know. Maybe same with me because mm. we were being judgy with it, yeah. but it it seemed really weak. I don't know. Everything was just too slow. It didn't feel impactful. A lot of the no. movements felt floaty. It felt like they were still practicing. Yeah, it's only episode one, guys. Just. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know. So maybe it gets better. It could get a lot better. I, I mean, I heard, I heard from different people that's good. So, you know, but all that to say, yeah, it's not what I quite had envisioned in my head when I thought of like a, a, a cinematic live yeah. action called Bebop. Also, why even do it? That's another thing. <laughs> I mean, the action just felt, I don't know, maybe just judging off of that. If we weren't judging the action, mm-hmm. how, how did you feel about it in general, the storyline? I mean, from episode one, we're not even talking about Kelly Bebop today, yeah, but no. now we're, we're getting into it. But, <laughs> but just real quick thoughts. I The acting, I think, is what carries it so far. The guy that plays Jet sounds just like Jet. The The guy that's playing Spike, uh, John Cho, mm-hmm. his acting is like, his, he's got the charisma of Spike. Right. He hasn't quite had the look that I thought yeah, he would have, but I he still moves and acts like Spike. And even Faye, even though I don't like her look, I don't think she looks like Faye from the original, mm-hmm. she still has, like, the spirit of it. So you can tell there's love. Like, they're, they're trying to, especially in that first episode, it's, like, almost one-to-one from what I remember, that first episode of Cowboy Bebop. So, yeah. like, 
it's it's like, there's like a it's a love letter. Yeah, that's what he was spoiling for me because I don't remember as much of Cowboy Bebop um, since I haven't watched it in so many years. Mm. But yeah, that's what you was spoiling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is the part where, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like I said human spoiler. <laughs> but speaking of love letters, what we are talking about today, mm. two things that I think are love letters. Um, maybe three if you count the sex scene in Eternals. <laughs> but two things: Spider Man, which mm. I think is a love letter to every Spider Man fan, going from the 2000 era all the way to now, the Sam Raimi era now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got Ghostbusters, which was directed by the same, the the son of the original director for the original Ghostbusters. Which was awesome. So like, it's in lineage, I think, even plays a part in the story, which is cool. Like, you can, right. you can tell, did. yeah, I feel like it was kind of him. Carrying the mantle yeah. from the director's standpoint versus, uh, you know, the, the, the actor and um, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... We want to talk about uh, those three main topics, I guess, and now including Cover Bebop that we already just kind of touched on. <laughs> um, we usually read emails or iTunes reviews before we jump into main topics, but okay. since it's been like 5,000 years since mm-hmm. our last podcast, we I'm going to- gonna... emails from three months ago, are we? <laughs> exactly. And it's going to be all things like, hey, Michael, talk about- I'm like, he's not here. It's Crystal. <laughs> Crystal, ask Michael, how would you feel about this? <laughs> jump in. Give your thoughts. As a gay man, Crystal, <laughs> how does it feel? <laughs> it's so funny when we're talking about Eternals. That that is something I would have asked Michael. So mm-hmm. I want to like give him the phone in his thoughts, possibly before I release it. Maybe, possibly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of things this this week that I want to kind of break open. Starting with Spider Man. Okay. Um, you have not seen the Spider Man trailer, the not second the trailer for Spider Man yet. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one yet. Okay, so let's. Take a break here okay. and watch the trailer and come back with your thoughts and some speculation about since literally the last, I don't, even, I don't even know if we've talked about the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home in this podcast. So let's just talk about it just in general, in general, just how okay. we feel about it. Like uh, first trailer, this trailer, um, maybe theories even about the the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just jump into that now. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home, trailer two. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. Have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Okay. All right. So we just watched the trailer, and I like that uh, one of your only words were, oh, no, as in day is falling. If you're trying to catch it, I was like, I've seen this before. Uh, we're not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think? I mean, not just about the trailer, like this trailer, but in terms of what, the excitement for No Way Home. This is what, I mean, yeah. before, this is what got me re-excited for, for Marvel things, or not Marvel things. Got me excited for superhero things again. Like it's, it's touching that that old little like spark of nostalgia from childhood. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the obvious, the villains that they're pulling from the Raimi and Amazing Spider-Man universes. Right. But yes, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Something about seeing Doc Ock talk to Peter Parker on any level was just like, oh, childhood. So did, did they bring all the original actors? Do we, do we know that yet? Or? Well, I don't know if you know. Oh, actually, I have to take it back. You wouldn't know this, but there's a alternate Brazilian trailer. 
where at the end where they had the lineup of Lizard, Sandman, and Electro, uh-huh. they show at the very last second, Lizard get like his head get like jolted back as if mm-hmm. he was punched. And if you looked at the, you know, this is the internet. So as soon as the trailer came out, they were already like, freeze frames. if you, you freeze the frame here and you look at the trajectory of how they're jumping, <laughs> obviously they, they can't that be in line with, had to be. <laughs> well, he's not lying with, there's only one Spider-Man, but the lizard's jumping in no direction that Spider-Man's in. They must've done trailer trickery where they erased Amazing Spider-Man and Raimi Spider-Man from the equation. Like, you know what I mean? So like, uh, okay. there might've been, and Marvel's been known to do that. Like, yeah. Even in Infinity I've War. Tra- trailer. Yeah. Trailers change. Yeah. Hulk was in that trailer. He wasn't in yes, Infinity War. He was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously it I, I'm sure that's correct. I think even when I saw that scene for the first time in the trailer mm-hmm. of him jumping and Electro, Sandman, and Lizard are there, I'm like, okay, so Tom Holland's dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If he's going against all that, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how they're gonna well. And it's, it doesn't take much to take a CG character out. You can literally no. just turn I off mean, that layer. <laughs> we didn't mention it earlier, but like I, I do talk about it on the podcast before, but you are the VFX person for Unworthy. Yes. So all of the amazing cinematic VFX that you've seen in uh, Unworthy so far, guys, is all because of her genius Iron Man, Tony Stark mind. <laughs> but so you know more than most that it's really easy to take out CGI. Yeah, literally, if it's a, it's, if it's just a CG character, you can turn them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like an off button for this particular layer. Yeah. And just turn off the 3D uh, layer, and that's it. Call it a day. Yeah. So he turned off the Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Tobey Maguire layers. You can just turn, yeah, just turn them off. Yeah. <laughs> Re-render and call it a day. I believe that. So. So how'd you feel about it, though? It's, it's exciting. Um, I see why everybody's kind of going crazy about it. I didn't, I, I would, not that I was avoiding it, but it's like one of those things I wanted to watch. Not just scrolling through my timeline. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it looks good. I'm curious to see how they're gonna do this. And like I said before, uh, so they got Jamie Fox. Yes. Um, confirmed now. And who is? They didn't. Doctor. Uh, I don't know if they original. confirmed the actor for the original Sandman and the original Lizard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Green Goblin. You saw. Uh, or even the dialogue in the trailer. Where he's is the talking... actor the same from Green Goblin? I mean, the voice is the same. It's the same actor. Uh, That's really cool. What's his name? William Defoe. Yeah. Where, what's the line he says in the trailer? Uh, uh, you're trying to walk between worlds and they're making you choose or something to that effect. <laughs> but yeah, that's a very Green Goblin from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Like where he's always talking to Peter like, hey, that's the problem. You're not a real hero to them. Like, <laughs> you're like me. Like, he's kind of like the Joker. Like, they think you're a freak like me. I like Green Goblin. Yeah, I mean, William Dafoe nailed it in the original. Mm-hmm. Like, he had the face of the Green I'm about Goblin. to say, he looks like Green Goblin. <laughs> it's just normal smile. And it's like, he was the original Gollum talking in the mirror and shit. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, um, that's one of my favorite Spider. Well, I don't want to say it's my. Is it my favorite? Maybe I think the original was one of my favorites. Spider Man Two is my all time favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That Doc Ock. I mean, and Doc Ock being this is why it gives me those childhood feels. That train mm-hmm. fight in Spider Man Two was is awesome. Still better than anything in any Spider Man. I, yeah, I will they, stand by. When that. they passed him down the train after you passed out too. That moment was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I just mean the fight. That that train fight. I don't think it's better. I, I think it's better than any other Spider Man fight in any other movie, mm-hmm. even in the new ones. Maybe the Mysterio scene where he's fighting the drones with the spider sense. That I like the Mysterio close. scene when he uh went into that, you know, that um illusion. The Peter Tingle? I, I like the illusion. Oh, oh, you mean when he was getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool when he was in a snow globe. Yeah. You know, I think about effects. So yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do something like that where I put the little snow globe and do all the little trickery that was going on. Flip it around, throw people around. Yeah, that's <laughs> <was> awesome. <laughs> I mean, but speaking of Mysterio, he's not in the trailer, but you know, he is a big part of 
uh, the second movie and what led into right. this one. And even that being one of the plot lines is Peter still, you know, his identity is out because of Mysterio. Right. But they haven't shown a sixth villain. So right. it's like, so who's you... the six? Yeah. Is it Venom? Because we saw Venom too. <laughs> Him looking at the screen. I don't know if they're going to do that. That guy. <laughs> How are they going to? Real creepy. Like a, <laughs> a grown man monster looking at the TV Unless of a child. Unless they do that flip where he comes in and, and helps him somehow. I think they would make him a. Good I guy. forgot what comic that was where he teamed up with Spider Man and he ended up becoming. Uh, Lethal Protector? I don't know. That was his comic, but I don't know if that was when he teamed up with Spider Man. That might have been Maximum Carnage or something. Maybe. I don't remember. But yeah. But I don't know. For him to jump into this movie and just be a, a good I mean, guy, quickly, yeah, no, not automatically. I mean, it, it has to be some turmoil, of course. Yeah. But but it's too weird that there's a Sinister Five, not a Sinister Six. Yeah. So it's like, what is, what is the? Sinister? And they have to answer with the Six Sinister. It's the same time frame. So, right? Because he what? was, um, when he watched the broadcast at the end of uh, the last Venom. The time oh, frame was. Man, don't even think about Venom in any kind of continuity with this. <laughs> I'm sure Sony just tacked that on at the end, like, oh yeah. <laughs> but he's there at the same time. Yeah, technically he'd be there at the exact because that was when they were advertising. That was him when being he wanted. was being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it like doesn't his, have to be the same exact broadcast. It could be further down, you yeah. know, because I'm sure they replayed I, that I news. Hope Venom's nowhere near this shit. <laughs> but I also but don't know. But he's supposed to be in that universe during that time frame. Yeah. So he's and just... they they specifically haven't shown a six villain yet. And he's chilling somewhere in one of those, someplace, yeah. <laughs> some hotel room, like <laughs> watching stuff going down. Yeah, weird. So. They, they fuck up the whole character. But for uh, No Way Home, I also noticed something watching this trailer with Doc Ock that I had noticed in the first trailer, that when he's in that weird Hannibal Lecter glass prison, so I, I mm-hmm. guess after that first fight with Spider-Man, just deducing from what we've seen in the trailer so far, clearly he gets captured. Like, they beat him to some yeah. extent. Um, and they kind of use him for information. Mm-hmm. But his arms were covered in the red suit material from a Spider-Man suit, Peter right. suit. So maybe the suit somehow is able to shut down his arms since they're both mechanical. Yeah. Tony Stark made it. Like <laughs> maybe it's it's. I mean, it's arms versus arms. True. That's gonna be an interesting fight yeah. too to see how they how they're doing that. I know it's gonna be crazy with the CG. Yeah. all over the place, fighting each other with the hand dog spiders and. Honestly, speaking about CG though. That's one of my complaints with the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of moments where, and I, maybe it's because I've also seen freeze frames of, of like stills of the trailer and on the Instagram and shit. But like, some of the CG, I swear to God, like old CG looks better than some modern CG. Mm-hmm. Like Iron Man. Well, for they example. have time schedules, I'm sure, with this True. stuff too. So they're gonna cut back, especially something as heavy as this. There's True. too many villains. It's good in enough. This to- like yeah. that'd be perfect <laughs> yeah they, i'm sure there's gonna be some stuff that's good yeah there's just moments where they, they, they kind of freeze on electro and i'm like that is a very cgi Jamie Fox. <laughs> he looks extremely cgi i mean he looks better than how he looked at least he's not blue anymore he's not dr manhattan yeah, <laughs> true true and i like that they are going with their the classic looks yeah yeah his, his electricity becomes the the mask and stuff mm-hmm. and it's so funny because this is real deep nerdy but it's <laughs> Sorry, Ultimate still Comics, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Comics inspired Marvel, the MCU, mm-hmm. and then, but Amazing Spider-Man was based directly on Ultimate Spider-Man's version of Electro, who was blue like that. Mm, okay. So when the MCU, who is directly inspired by Ultimate Comics, gets the same Electro, they revert him to like an Ultimate version of his original costume. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. Because like, all right, they already tried to do the ultimate version of it, so let's do the original version, 
but give it the ultimate universe kind of flair. Okay. And if you don't know what that means, if you never, you don't think about the ultimate universe? No. No? Not as much. That's where Miles Morales is from. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the reason why the MCU is based on it is because it's more of like a realistic take on the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. So that's why he looks like he's wearing like, it looks almost like a maintenance uniform with extra shit on it Mm -hmm. that also is electrified. It's not like that crazy comic booky, I don't know, black, a little like, um, what's the, uh, the anime Gantz? It looks like a Gantz suit with (laughs) Dr. Manhattan and Gantz suit. (laughs) It's very weird. (laughs) It's very comic-y. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. And every trailer that I've seen so far just makes me more excited. I mean, it's like, but here's the thing. Will it be better than Into the Spider-Verse? That's the best no. multiverse Spider-Man <laughs> story. Wow, you didn't even think about it. You said no. <laughs> just no. No. You don't think so? I mean, I hope so. I hope so too, but, but I actually but agree with you. I, <laughs> I was yeah. just playing the devil's advocate. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it's not going to be too much going on where they can't hmm. focus on the actual story itself because they're trying to jam kind of, I don't want to get into Eternals, but kind of how I felt with it's too many players. So I don't know. moving pieces. Yeah. I don't know if if they're going to rush through the storyline where we're not going to actually get a story. We're just going to get action, 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 action. That makes no sense. Action, action. (laughs) The reason why this has been, this this is one of the things that's been reigniting my my love for comic books and superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. But it also, like, I just have this little negative nitpicking critic in my brain that just is like, yeah, but this all looks cool, but Spider-Man 3 looked cool, too, when it had all those different villains in it, like Sandman and Venom and the the plot line about Peter, you know, uh, oh, it turns out Sandman was actually the killer of Uncle Ben, and now it's about revenge, and also the black suit, and now he's Venom, and Every time oh, they it's, do those, it's, it's Green it's... Goblin, it's Harry became the new Green Goblin again. And... I mean, from past experiences when they've done those. But it's... Amazing Spider-Man 2, same thing. Not yeah. Amazing Spider-Man also, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man, the sequel. <laughs> Rhino, mm-hmm. Green Goblin, uh, was there another villain in that? remember rhino green goblin and oh electro duh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah but that's what i mean but then also it's... the plot line about peter's uh spy parents and i uh, maybe a nurse and there was a lot of other shit going on but that's what i mean they harry do, dying it's too, it's too much stuff <laughs> yeah you know like they they try to make it bigger 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 and then sometimes you just kind of lose the story within that yeah so i don't know and but that's been every like the reason why they even rebooted after spider-man 3 was because it was like oh we we were trying to do too much at once. Yeah. So then Spider-Man 1 was kind of a success. And then Spider-Man 2, same problem with Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And now we do the same thing with Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming, very low-key, mm-hmm. su- successful. Revitalized Spider-Man. Far From Home, a little bit bigger, a little bit crazier. Elementals and Mysterio, but you know, still comes back to illusions. So it's still pretty streamlined in the Tony Stark storyline about you know him becoming the next Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Still pretty simple. Now... It's everything. <laughs> it's every villain from every every universe, and it's Doctor Strange, and it's it's fucking Doctor Strange. What the hell is going on with that? I don't know. It's three different suits. And sp- is the black suit still Peter? I they. I don't know. I almost feel like it's not. It I, might I be, thought maybe not too. Cause... Maybe it's a different Peter. Maybe that's the sixth villain. They're not talking about it. Yeah. This trailer leaves a lot to be like you know discussed. Right. A lot. A lot. And then I don't understand what's going on with Doctor Strange. It looks like they were fighting at one point. They are fighting. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he's trying to get that box. Yeah. Whatever that box is. Doctor Strange trying to do some shit. And he's like, don't do it. Whatever right. that is. You think he's trying to reverse everything? But I don't I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but like that's a whole plot line unto itself. And then also we're dealing with the aftermath of his identity being revealed. Right. So it's like how many 
How many things are you going to throw at him? It's a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of simultaneous, simultaneous stories happening at once. So right. it's like... So it's very easy they can mess this up. So yes. I'm not really... I mean... Oh, and here's another thing. And I only know this because I you know, read the news online. Mm-hmm. But they, they said that during the filming process, the production process, it was literally they were rewriting as they were filming. And that's never a good that thing. Is, yeah, <laughs> we know that's not a good thing. It's like, well, that didn't make sense. Oh, it makes sense because they were trying to do this. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. that. So. Yeah, sometimes like it's you know it can work out, and all the the juggling pieces in the air can yeah, all. Yeah, no, it's perfectly. always good to know where you're supposed to be going in the very beginning. Yeah. Anytime you change your destination, it's never a good thing in midair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm usually hoping. doesn't make sense. Yeah. So hopefully, you know. And it's too many moving pieces to do that with this. It's not yeah. a straight story. Like if Andrew and Toby show up at the like the tail end for just to fight, I actually might be disappointed. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it in Spider Verse. Like, uh, the Peter Parker in that showed movie was show up early, and he was a character. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? And like you got attached to him. You and cared about him. Yeah, you did as much as Miles. Mm-hmm. And he was he was a side character. And they introduced the other characters a little bit later on. Yes, but the main character and relationship developed between the two early on. In the but film. even they didn't just show up for a fight. Like even they had some development right. along the movie. Right. Yeah. So if they were there if, for the pep talk. <laughs> yeah. So if Toby and Andrew just show up for like the final act and just show up just be like hey but they're trying to do these wow factors a lot of times with this where they just drop the bomb and but this is like in-game hype like i've seen people like hype about this on the level of like and i haven't seen hype for superhero movie on this level since endgame yeah so well it's the avengers of spiders so (laughs) it's the avengers of (laughs) spider-man endgame hell yeah (laughs) and i even saw uh just to wrap it up it's just the epilogue to this conversation i feel like or I heard uh, Tom Holland talking about not wanting to do the Spider-Man role anymore. Even though before this, he was talking about like, Wait, I want to do... Yeah. He was like, I want to be Spider-Man until I, until I can't anymore. Until I'm old. Or so like, he's going to be like a Deadpool in this. I Ryan thought they were going to go the ultimate... life. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to go the ultimate Spider-Man route and eventually have him age up. Yeah. And be adult Spider-Man. How did he they, not want to do... And then die. And then Miles comes in. That like, would be kind of Like Spider-Verse. Cool. Yeah. 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 But he's like talking like, oh How? yeah. I thought this was a dream of his and he wanted to... Exactly. He's like, I've already lived all my dreams. I've banged Zendaya. (laughs) (laughs) Got the girl of my dreams. Got the role of my dreams. I acted with my my favorite actor. He did? Yeah, so I was like, I never... I don't need nothing else. I'm done. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, he's too young. If if this is his last movie, it doesn't even feel like there's been three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. No, it doesn't. Right? Like... But I I love him as Spider-Man. I want him to stay. He he needs to get over whatever that is. (laughs) I want to see him mature. He's still a kid. Right. Or kill him. <laughs> no, no seriously that's what, they did. Him that's what they did ultimate, ultimate <laughs> spider-man ultimate spider-man in the comics he was a kid he was like 17 right he didn't even get to be an older spider-man like in a spider-verse he didn't Mm-mm. i thought he died they in this... they aged him up in spider-verse so peter parker was in the like, comic he died he was still young yeah it was ultimate spider-man ultimate spider-man was young spider-man he died like he was only spider-man for like two years it's it's fucked wow. up ultimate, ultimate universe is dark <laughs> yeah real dark Spoilers, everybody, basically everybody dies in that universe. Horribly. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> talking about death in the Marvel Universe. Let's about people that can't die. <laughs> Let's talk about the Eternals. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. loved these people since the day we arrived when you love something you protect it 
actually, before we get into Eternals, mm-hmm. uh, actually, we don't really rate trailers, so this is a perfect time to talk about it. Uh, for those that don't know our rating system on Blurred Vision, I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Eternals. I mean... Are we going to rate the trailer or you don't rate trailers? Uh, I know we don't really rate trailers. Okay. If you want to, you can. I mean... Four. Four. <laughs> more than passable. <laughs> I'd give it that, too. Not not quite perfect. It could change when the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a three could be a four point five. I don't think it's yeah. gonna be a five. Yeah, it's not. It's not but... perfect just for that slip up with the lizard and getting punched by an invisible man. <laughs> you, you fucked up, five. Or maybe they didn't. I, I even think that Disney's gotten so good at viral marketing that they know to leave shit like that in. I mean, to make people talk about it. You know what I'm saying? People grab everything and run with it. So and talking about. Uh, viral marketing or, or marketing done right before Eternals came out. And I, I feel like this is like, whenever people say things like this before a movie comes out, I'm always skeptical now. Mm-hmm. The same thing with BVS. But Kevin Feige was talking about, um, oh, this is this is going to be the, the first no, uh, uh, Oscar-nominated Marvel movie. It's that beautiful. It's that cinematic. It's, it's, You're still it, talking it about takes... Eternals? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. yes, we're talking I'm about sorry, Eternals. go ahead, continue. That was the... Uh, <laughs> That was Kevin Feige hyping up the Eternals. Oh, okay. And in the same way, I don't know if you remember this back before Batman v Superman came out, but they were talking about standing ovations when that movie came out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So when you hear shit like that and you see the movie and you're like, huh, it makes you really question whenever somebody tries to overhype something. Yeah. So when Kevin Feige's coming out talking about an Oscar and it being the best Marvel movie that they've ever produced ever. I'm like, I, mean, I don't know. If I've I... seen Endgame, my guy. <laughs> I don't know. I agree on that. <laughs> and I mean, talking about doing too much, I was never even hyped by the trailers because going into it, every trailer was very vague, had almost a Zack Snyder vibe. It was so weird to me seeing Marvel fans hype up Eternals like, oh my God, it's going to be so amazing. When those same Marvel fans would hate on Zack Snyder movies right. by being like pretentious and like overly grand. But that was the whole pitch of Eternals. I didn't have a feeling when Eternals trailer came out. I didn't really know what to think of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nothing at it all? Was, yeah. It was so distant from... I don't know. It was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to fall in love with these characters in this Because there were so many. There's 10 of them. None of them look... They never really stood out because no. they're all wearing basically the same thing, just different colors of um, Power Rangers. The only thing I remember I like saying... Oh, is that Angelina Jolie with blonde hair? That's all I remember thinking when I saw the trailer. <laughs> That's it. It's nothing else. Not Canel nope. uh, Nunjiani and all his workout and... No. They made a huge deal about him working out for this movie. Yeah. And you really only see his arms in that like that Bollywood part. What was the point? I mean... <laughs> oh, man, God. Like, Turbo Jack. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Look at my arms. One scene. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even get it. Usually, you get, like, a shirtless scene for that. Yeah. Not even that. Racist. <laughs> maybe, maybe they cut it out. Maybe. maybe. We don't know. We're going to see it in the, the, the DVD parts when it comes <laughs> in. Comes but right this up. was a movie that had 10 characters. Yes, it had some big names. Like you said, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, What's your face? Accent lady. Oh, um, I forgot her name. Already. Wow, why am I blanking? Um, the actress name or the the actress name? Not not the character's name. I don't remember the character's nope. name. Don't remember either, honestly. You remember the actress's name? <laughs> nope. Wow, I'm blanking. Accent lady. God damn it, that guy accent lady. <laughs> yeah, she's got a really thick accent and huge boobs. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, yeah. Sama Hayek. Sama, yeah. There you go. It was like literally on your tongue. Like, yeah. I could tell. <laughs> I was trying. Sama Hayek. Is because she's Spanish? Yeah. Racist. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, 
it had big names, which mm-hmm. is a, a good thing and a bad thing. For me, the fact that you see Angelina Jolie before you see where the character is supposed to be is an issue. I liked the old school MCU where when they picked people who had no had there weren't big names. Yeah, right. You could argue RDJ was, but yeah, because you're not automatically typecasting them in certain things. Yeah, immediately. In, I see the, the character first, not the, not the actor. Yeah. That being said, spoilers. I feel like Angelina Jolie was one of the better characters. <laughs> I agree. Probably I the, thought at first I, I wasn't gonna really like her. Yeah. But um no, she grew on me a little bit. My issue isn't her. My issue is other things, but we'll talk about it. But <laughs> but yeah, so it, it just felt like so many characters are juggling. None of them really stood out visually because of the like the, just the style that they're portrayed in, the right. costumes. Um, it wasn't not enough like, time for them. Yeah, it's like develop. trying to do the Avengers, but the Avengers all wear matching jumpsuits, and it's yep. all in one movie. Yep. And also times two, because there's not five Avengers at first. There's now ten. Mm-hmm. And yes, they've done Guardians of the Galaxy, but those trailers even were visually striking. Like, you just see it. But they did good with the Guardians of the Galaxy. The way no, for they, sure. The way they introduced those characters. But go back to the first Guardians of the Galaxy before it came out. People were like, a talking raccoon? A tree? Right. What? Like, it was still but weird. But you loved how... You fell in love with those characters. But I'm talking about the trailers. The trailer, no. I didn't fall in love with the trailer. I actually yeah. didn't even want to see it from the trailer. That's just what I'm saying. I think it, I watched that on DVD when it came out. I don't think I went to the theaters to see that. But it's still still visually striking. Even though like you might be like, this is weird. At least mm-hmm. it's, 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 it strikes an image. It's like, a talking raccoon's fucking weird. I'm going to see what that's about. A talking tree? <laughs> What's that about? Like, I mean, a green woman? That's different. Right. Uh, a blue villain looking guy. Like, oh, these I see what you're saying. The characters out, but... are blending in so well together that they're just all wearing similar suits and that's it. Exactly. They're all, they all just, they're just wearing different matching nationalities and yeah. different. It felt, and look, and we talk about, I talk, at least I say we, mm-hmm. I talk about on this podcast all the time, you know, diversity, representation, super important. I'm super, like, it's great that, mm-hmm. especially after Black Panther, Marvel's really been leaning into being more diverse. Right. But, can't help but feel some things are forced <laughs> like with the and not they look you're a woman and i could i can ask you how did you feel about the scene in, in endgame with the all the females in the lineup you know how i felt about it <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's I what mean, i'm asking you didn't have to, <laughs> for me. i was fine yeah, no i honestly i was fine with that scene but it just was too announced it was forced. i'd rather have just noticed it like oh oh all the girls are there not like, da, 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 and you just see them all flying in sequence, yeah. and here comes one, here comes another. And I'm like, oh, they're lining up. Are they doing a shot with all the girls? Girl power! <laughs> <That's where laughs> you I can felt. hear it in your head. Girl power! Yeah, and then I felt kind of cringe after that. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, and know. look, if they get, like you said, if they just do it naturally, yeah. if you don't force I it. I love the scene. I just didn't like how they that's all, portrayed that's, it. I think it that's just the best way. Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's the best way to s- summarize how I feel about that type of stuff. As long as you do it in a natural way. Right. If it feels forced, I don't like it. So, well, if it I, looks like you do, throw the black person out. Like, it feels so. Front. So, looking at <laughs> this like, team, wait, wait. my first thought is like, oh, okay, they purposely try to be super diverse. Yes, not an issue. But when that's the only thing I'm really going by now, because you all look the same in just different colored suits, right. it's like so. This is like the yay diversity team. Right. <laughs> that's right. what it feels like. So that those are my thoughts going into this. Mm-hmm. So I'm already like on the back foot of like, am I gonna enjoy this? Am I not? I want it to be great. Of course I do. But I also don't even have attachment to the characters from the comics because right. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, and I don't think they really did a good job of setting that up. I mean, I enjoyed the film, mm. but like, I didn't fall in love with Ajax. Was that her name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so let's let's give our general thoughts and, and then jump into spoilers. Uh, so you give your general thoughts, non-spoilery, and okay. your, your rating. Okay. And then I'll do the same, and then we'll jump into spoilers. Okay. So how did you feel overall about Eternals? I thought it was okay. 
Wasn't the best movie I've seen. Okay. Uh, wasn't my favorite Marvel movie. I maybe would watch it again, mm. but um, hmm, I, I would I would wait to get on DVD before I sit through it again. Mm. They've they've done better with other films, and I know it's difficult to fall in love with characters in such a short time period. So I think they probably would have did better if they broken that up or even put some of it in a series or you know just to make me feel more for these characters yeah. versus jamming us all this information in in such a short time period. Yeah, where I didn't feel anything. I didn't really care enough about anything oh i spoiler free so i i have to skip over what i did care about <laughs> mm. but um but yeah i i feel like they could have did a better job but i i understand it could could have been difficult because of the time that they were given yeah what was it an hour uh, two hours and 20 it was, minutes it was one of the longer or longest marvel movies yeah, but so many characters so it was like you... two hours 40 maybe something like that it was, was almost... it two, two hours and 40 i think 230 wow. at least i want to say 230 at the very least but you can't give that much screen time to each person and develop a story. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So what'd you give it as a rating? Can I do a 3.75? What? <laughs> I don't want to give them a four. I don't think no, they deserve have, a four. We have the labels but for I don't a think reason. They, they, it's not as low as a three. It was entertaining. Well, that's, that's why I don't like numbers. I only give, I only say put the numbers on it just so I you see. understand what the, like the hierarchy is. Mm-hmm. But passable can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. More than passive would mean a lot of things. Perfect, not so much. <laughs> but something that's perfect to me, not necessarily perfect to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and for me, I think I think it's more of like a, how you feel about it. So for for me, when I even give a perfect vision to something, it's more of a process of reverse elimination. It's how many things did I not like about it? And if it's not many or none at all, then it's possibly perfect. Well, this is definitely not a perfect. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> What, what was the four? Uh, I'll give it four. So it's passable. Mm-hmm. So okay, poor vision, less than passable, mm-hmm. passable, more than passable, and perfect vision. Well, I'm gonna go with passable then. Passable. I'm down down at two or three. Down, <laughs> right down the middle. Yeah, passable. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's fair. Mm-hmm. I I'm waffling. You know what? No, you're right. I'm gonna give it the passable as well because. There are a lot of things I liked about this movie, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of things that held it back. I see and it's frustrating because I see the great movie in it. As a director, you're like, I would have just changed this. Bruh! <laughs> you're right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Again, that's why I don't like feeling like a critic, a snob, pretentious, like, oh, I would have done this differently. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, there's just, like, you, you kind of touched on it before. It's, it would serve the story better in this case to mm-hmm. have been a miniseries because right. it's trying to juggle so much and so many grand ideas that really reshape the Marvel universe. It's right. It's dealing with the cosmos and the, the origin of the universe and like the, it, it ties from the origin all the way to the thousands of snap and how and they're doing this in two hours and such and such minutes. Yeah. And introducing us to 10 characters trying to make us care about those 10 characters and a villain who's not really a villain. So it's like you're trying to make us care about something that you give hardly any screen time. Yeah, we need to. more time for the Celestials. Like it's crazy. Like, you I, mean God? Yeah, we need yeah, to, we need like, to learn more about I, we God. Need to know <laughs> more about that. And you know what? My big issue with the thing was I had, I had to think about it. I, I wouldn't have been able to say this like even a day after seeing it. I had to sit on it. And go, like, why did it not feel impactful for something that had so many big ideas? Literally, the Celestial. It's it's like some Cthulhu shit where mm-hmm. it's as big and vast. It's Galactus. It's as big as the sky. Like right. it, it literally takes up the entire skyline. But people didn't have a big enough reaction. Like the things happen in the movie that literally reshaped the planet. Mm-hmm. But yet it doesn't feel like it did. 
like it it needed to to be able to touch on the severity or the consequences of these these major the things that are happening in this like look there's a moment where you see the celestial in the sky and everybody's just like frozen like oh yeah like, what whoa is that? like no it well, needs to be it's another tuesday no <laughs> it's like, and, he, like, and i get you know marvel universe is crazy and people would disappear the half universe disappears on tuesday i would have wished i was snapped at that point i'm like this is something yeah, i cannot do shit in your pants like <laughs> like it, and you shouldn't just like put it there and drop it and this not, is a week after thanos up. too like how far apart is yeah this? like you need to that needs to be like if you're gonna ex- like play with those elements, you need to like put that one to the forefront. Right. But instead, we spend a lot of time barely touching on these characters, like getting just just knowing enough about them to mm-hmm. care even a little bit. But a lot of the really emotional beats don't land because, the, like, for example, the leads Icarus and uh, Cersei. Mm-hmm. Just as an example. I have to care about them the most because they're the main characters. Right. But I care about their relationship the least. The least, right. The least. The least. They're a side Angelina's char- uh, relationship with, with uh, um... uh, not Wong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we It's so Wong. funny. We were, we, were, we were watching the, uh, we, we had an early screening and we were watching the IMAX version like on the, on the screen. <laughs> they have a picture of all the Eternals and Chris was going like, what's Wong doing in the Eternals? <laughs> like, is he also he immortal? He showed like, up. Yeah, I was like, it's like, not, you know, like it's he's, not Wong. He's been popping up it's, it's, in all the... This <laughs> is racist. It's not Wong. No, he does look a lot like Wong. No, but he, it's, it's like he's been popping up like, like he's just there. Like, yeah, he's he in Shang-Chi. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was there and I'm like, wow, he's, he's got screen time. He just put on a costume like, like, I'm in this team now. <laughs> like, wow, he's getting around. <laughs> but yeah, him and, and uh, Ajax, their, their quasi-relationship, that, that even that isn't touched on enough, right. but yet they have more chemistry just in their kind of, like the right. And little I believe bit they he was there for her. Yeah, I believe he was there for her, and he was willing. Even to help though the her. movie didn't give us a reason why. No nope. <laughs> explanation. Because you're my friend. Okay, th- that's a well, lot. A lot of the movie enough. is that. Like <laughs> we we can go through the characters. And I would have rather see their relationship develop than I think than same. Yeah. And the tragedy is this is not a spoiler, but there's a sex scene between Cersei and and uh and Icarus. Yeah. That the director slash writer. A female director said that the, it was it was the a big deal. In Marvel, right? Yeah, it was a big deal. It was one of the first sex scenes in Marvel, and in, her explanation was uh, to cement the intimacy of the relationship. But I'm like, no, that's just to force the fact that they, they're a couple. Yeah, they're it, in love. Look, yeah, it was, look at their love. It, that, that's a really nice way of saying to come across at all that they're in a relationship because they had no chemistry otherwise. Right. So it felt and like that a, didn't even really have chemistry. It felt like a this. shorthand way of being like they love each other. Yeah, they, they fuck, so you know they love each other. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like okay. It wasn't even like a, a good lead up to that scene. It happened in the beginning. Like, yeah, nah, it made no sense of even how it happened. Yeah. And honestly, I think that in itself is a good encapsulation of how I feel about the movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's that over and over again for everything. For Sprite, her her Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah. Uh for the main villain and the his what his whole deal is and how the deviants in this universe work. Well, like Cersei and Icarus though, like they needed to show more of their differences and the reason why she grounded him to some degree on her love for humanity. You know, like it, it didn't really dis- display why he even cared about her. There's, yeah. there's nothing. There was nothing. There's no they reason fucked. why. <laughs> no, that's I the mean, reason. He said hi in the beginning and that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that was the connection. Could have loved any of the other girls. Yeah. You're pretty. That's the only way you say it. Like, oh, so it's like, you could have just went to anybody and be like, okay, what's yeah. your name? Hey, mute girl. Yo, again, <laughs> another, another example, the, the, what's her name? Uh, Makai? Hakai, the mute, the yeah, I know you the mute girl. I don't, I don't yeah, her and the 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 mind power guy, mm-hmm. telepathy guy. 
They're, they had more places. She doesn't even talk. Yeah. And, they and had it more was chemistry. more chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but they did show that little scene. You know, they showed that little scene with the two of them for two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. Two seconds. And that established more of a connection of them being playful with each other. Yeah. But there's a lot of big elements at play in this story. And a lot of big twists that even happen mm-hmm. that just don't land emotionally with me. Right. And that's the crux of your story. So when I'm walking away from this movie, what am I really feeling? Nothing, really. I'm, I'm, I'm walking with a lot of big ideas, but... No real strong execution of those of those, uh, of those ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Raccoon um, Root had a better, way better. Yeah, but, but bruh, yes, <laughs> way better. So two CG better. characters. Like, I it, believe them. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy felt like a family by the end of that movie. But those and are two yet, CG characters, but, oh, and they were able to pull that off. That's a great example. <laughs> the the Guardians by the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt like they were a family, and yeah, they were a bunch of absolutely. separate separate assholes, yes. self proclaimed assholes that came together. And I felt like, I felt the love. But the fact that two CG characters can build a better connection. But on the reverse, <laughs> yes, very true. They're not people. It, they're not real. No. But they have a connection. But we are. <laughs> but I believe they yes and I believe that he would have done anything for him yeah and he did yeah but then you go to the <laughs> Eternals who are literally a family and been together that is their for, whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> been together for centuries centuries but yet when they actually interact in the present day scenes because mm-hmm. there's a lot of flashback scenes in this is also a problem I mean, it's not a problem but it's also a let me know when we get to the feeling. spoiler Spoiler part. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is all in the trailer. The the, okay. the fact that there's flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm saying let me know because I'm about oh, to yeah. go in. Oh yeah, no, we're about to oh, right <laughs> jump in. Okay, but we'll segue in, like, into the sports now. <laughs> but um, all of their present day scenes, they feel like acquaintances. Right. They don't feel like a family. They feel like coworkers. They were coworkers. Yeah, all I of them. I didn't picture them as a family at all. None of them felt like. And a family. they seemed like they were just dealing with each other at some points. Yes. Yeah. Every single. <laughs> I felt more of <laughs> family. And I think he's also if it's between Ajax and his name's not Dopender, I'm racist. <laughs> but uh Ah, the the Indian dudes. Uh oh, his, Kanel his, his, butler. his um what the hell. His butler. His butler. Yeah, his butler. I felt like they were more of a family than everybody right. in the Eternals. <laughs> nah, they were way better together. I gotta look up names. I'm gonna be butchering everybody's names this entire time. <laughs> I, I like them together as a duel, and that was really cool. Yo. Okay. And we're talking about spores now? It's up to you. Yeah, summer spoilers. Summer <laughs> the spoilers. So okay. if you don't want to uh, hear spoilers for Eternals, and at this point, it's been like two weeks out. You guys should know what the fuck is up. <laughs> but if not, there's a uh, breakdown of the um, the sections of the podcast in the iTunes description. But um, yeah, his character. I gotta look up his name before I continue because I don't want to get it wrong. Cause... I love I love them together. They I think damn he's got they... a forty seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. For Eternals? For Eternals. Also, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I don't think it was that It wasn't bad. that bad. Though, if we're going by a range system, you kind of gave it a 50. <laughs> kind of did, but I wanted yeah. to give it a 50 and a half. See? Like, <laughs> this is why I don't like numbers. I think, yeah, this is what I'm saying. I, I was going for like a 70. <laughs> 70, maybe. maybe. Passing, passing. Like in school, you know, 65. Yeah, you're not, fa- you're not failing. <laughs> you're not failing, Come, but you're definitely after, not doing... Yeah, see me after class. <laughs> yeah, let's give you some pointers. Put you in the right track. Kumal, yeah, it is Kumal Nunjiani. I thought I'd butcher his name. But yeah, his character with... Where is his name? His name was Kingo. And the character... But they were the best. Oh, Karun. The, the two of Karun. them. They were what made yeah. the film for me. Because watching them together, and he, he gave the um, civilian uh, you know, he, viewpoint of everything that was going on in the film. Brought down so, to Earth. Yeah. The only human. Did. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And I like there was moments where it was like, <laughs> they were talking about the fate of the world. Like, oh, this might destroy the world. And he's like, uh, I, I have a say. I think that we should save it. Because <laughs> I live on it. <laughs> I felt so sad when he when he walked out. And he was like, okay, bye, everyone. Right. Oh, yeah, he bowed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for trying. I'm going to go home and call Okay, but there's my issue. The fact that Kingo left at the finale and then never that talked about it. That made no sense. Like, it never that came no back. That made no sense. He was just like, oh, I'm a they even made a joke about someone else being a coward earlier in the movie. I forgot who they called the coward. But the, and then he was he was like, "All right, I'm a coward." Now. He literally was like, "I'm gone. not going to choose a side." Yeah, I, I I like Icarus. I believe in what he's doing because I respect him. But I also not going to fight my teammates. Yeah. and that's it. I'm just going to, you know, bow out and not be in the final countdown. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's then crazy. afterwards, when they you know end up saving the world, which also is a plot hole there because they they made a big deal about they had all had to join minds. To be the one big brain. So was he someplace on a different place? He was there, like that. That's what I'm <laughs> like, saying. Like, how did they join? It, it, he wasn't there because the people who didn't decide to be there still would join in yeah. the Unimind. Exactly. Even but Icarus did. Yeah, I don't know if it was a choice or not though, because it seemed like they were just. No, Icarus seemed like he made the choice to help. And what about um Tink? Not Tink. <laughs> oh, Sprite. <laughs> Called the Tink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, she's Tinkerbell. <laughs> she's Tinkerbell. Yeah, but Sprite. Yeah, I think she decided to help too. Because yeah. after she stabbed, what's her face? Didn't she feel feel bad? It about kind it? of felt like to me they were just like, all right, whatever, we're all here, we're all. <laughs> it, but that's what it was weak because it was like, do you need all the Eternals? Because two of them were already killed, and one two of them, of them are and here. one is someplace else. Yeah, but the fact so. that he was a coward in the end, they, there was not a big moment. Even in, in, in a movie, like he would say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out. I'm not gonna help you guys." And the zero hour, whenever all the chips are down, he'll show up, pew pew pew, laser guns, I pew, so pew, too. pew But nope, but nothing. Nope. So it's like what? And then at the end. When he's he's there again, because like, hey, we saved the world. You're not side eyeing that guy, like you bitch. <laughs> we barely to be one the of world. the most favorite. Well, in my opinion, one of my favorite characters to disappear like that kind of took away from it too. Yeah, you know, so I enjoyed him throughout the movie. I thought he was a good comedic beat. Um, it made like me think said, less of him. Yeah, <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. Took away from his character. You asshole. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> You're gonna find out that they wrote that out of the story, and he was really walking around with no shirt. <laughs> saving the planet in, in the ice or yeah yeah he, he showed up on the, on the beach at the end but he had no shirt on for no, no shirt reason. on he just shooting laser guns yeah. <laughs> posing all sexy but see that would be great that would be like like I'm living the movie he'd be like real. I worked out for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no none of that are um, you catching this on video and he's on a glacier I got it sir in yeah. the background <laughs> but, so let's just go through the characters um, let's talk about Druig because it seemed Druig was the mind guy the, the mind manipulator I thought it was interesting that they all had different powers, but it just wasn't visually interesting enough, if that makes sense. I, he probably was one of my least favorites. In terms of positives, cool. though, in general, it looked great. Mm-hmm. I will give the movie that. Like, mm-hmm. the cinematography, it looked, it did look very Zack Snyder for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, I think they did a good job on that. Yeah. It was just a story that kind of lacked for me. Yeah. I liked everything else. Not even, like, even the actors, I think, did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actors, um, I think, did fine. I just think it, they they just try to jam everything into a short period period of time. That's the reason why I still I like the film. Yeah, it's just the story was a little bit weak because it was too rushed. That's all. If they had developed it a well, little also, bit better, I didn't feel like the main character was weak. I feel like Cersei was probably the least interesting she Eternal was. out of all. She of them. felt kind of forced to be in the front too. Um, her whole character trait was I like humanity. Why? I just do. I don't know because they the, do good things. They do good things. Yeah, we all witnessed the snap and how they came yeah. back. Humans are special. <laughs> really, it sounded like they were just talking about the Avengers. We saw them bring back everyone. 
<laughs> we saw them bitches. do this. We saw Why didn't you that. do shit? Why didn't you help us? <laughs> like it looked like it was just the Avengers they were talking about most of the time. Yeah, but I mean, so I like that was also a weak part of the movie for me. The fact that the main character was the weakest link. Right. I I liked Icarus. Icarus was cool. I he you know as like a Superman and it gave him stand-in. a cold vibe, which is what his character was supposed to be. He yeah. had like a you know he wasn't really into humanity. And she was supposed to be extra in a man, but I just didn't see the connection between the two and the reason why she was making him love, you know, he didn't love humanity, but he loved her enough to love humanity for, you know, because yeah. she cared about There's him. a good story there. It where is. If, if it he's, just didn't sound. He's literally Superman, but without a love, a tether to humanity. He's right. got a tether to Lois Lane. He just Lane. loves Lois. Yeah. And Lois loves humanity. So because of Lois, he's just going yeah. to love it because she loved it. Yes. And I saw the twist coming from a mile fucking way. Absolutely. The moment... He shows up out of nowhere. How'd you? Why are? Why are you here? Oh, you know, just just coming around. <laughs> I have to be the why first responder to this this weird incident with the deviant. It's right. like nah. I thought that he set it up. Like I thought that he like was behind it all in terms of like he like let the deviant do. Well, I guess he kind of did. He kind of so, yeah. He kind of did. Yeah, but I, I thought <laughs> like he like was behind the scenes manipulating events. For the deviants, like working with the deviants, but he really wasn't. No, I mean they're mindless. He was just kind of distracting them for anyway. seven days. Yeah, like all right, I'm just gonna like pretend. That's, that that was the weird part for me, where it's just mm-hmm. like you wait until like day before, like all right, I've I've let you get far enough, which is to say just far enough that now you actually have a plan to undo the thing I don't want you to undo. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted that not to happen, you should have stopped them way before that point. Don't don't find Festus. Don't find the guy that's going to make the thing. You know what I mean? It's right. like, ah, like, oh, I really was hoping you guys just wouldn't get to this point at all. But now that we're here, all right, fuck you guys. I mean, what was the initial plan with that? He His whole plan was just to let it happen. Yeah, but why? To let the end of the world happen with the celestial being born from the earth. Why didn't he just kill the deviants at that point? Why didn't he kill the deviants? And just let it let it go to hell. The Celestial would have been born. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's he like he did that, and then the rest of the chips fell. Like, if after he killed Ajax, he could have just killed everybody else and walked away. And yeah. let the world be destroyed. What, what you know? Well, not Ajax, whatever her name is. The Oh, no, it is Ajax. You're right. Who was, what was the... Uh... If he wanted the plan to go through... I wouldn't have let that thing go to his 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 girl. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you let her go to Cersei at that point? Oh, Fina was Angelina Jolie's name. I've been saying Ajax. Everyone was separated already. You wouldn't have brought the band back together and there wouldn't have been no chance. Yeah. So if you really want the thing to be born, I would have just walked away <laughs> at that point. Killed her. Killed the, the deviant. Killed the there, one deviant, yeah. And walk away. <laughs> Done. Celestia was born. Uh, maybe he couldn't kill it after it got her healing powers. Whereas that was a try. Whole- subplot unto itself like we could talk yeah. all day about these characters because it's like <laughs> there's so many holes in the story too remember the one i brought up to you too with the celestials and why why um uh what's his name's father's different yeah i don't like the clear backward like re-engineering of the marvel cinematic universe like mythos mm-hmm. or like history or whatever like i don't i don't like how this ties with Thanos. I don't like even the reveal of his brother at the end i know it's in the comics but and how are they gonna work that out I, with I Thanos just... being is he? I'm confused on what they're gonna make him because how they did the comic versus what they're doing with the 
I mean, I've seen people online just saying that he's got a deviant gene, but what does that mean when we talk when we now that we know what we know about the Eternals? The Eternals right. and the Deviants are two separate things. Why would an Eternal have a deviant gene? When they sh- even when they show Titan, he made it seem like it was a tight the whole planet was his race. Right. His race was Eternals in the comics. Well, he was like if he was on a planet also with Eternals, wouldn't that make his planet have a Titan? But that doesn't make any sense. I mean, his planet Titan have a celestial on it. But as we, well. they established in the movie that there was no planet of Eternals. That was all of a lie. That no, not that, a planet of Eternals. I'm saying like if he was a family of Eternals, was sent to planets yeah. that they're putting celestial squads in. of ten. Let's say so. If he's with uh, Eternals, that means a celestial has to be in the planet at his, some point. His planet Titan. You're right. Yeah. Because why would it? Why the would Titan Eternals be there? Yeah. Why? Well, why else would he? But it doesn't even make any sense. Why would? It, why he made it seem like his entire planet was a whole civilization? Like you know, what I mean, it's like right. It so was. It couldn't have been a civilization of Eternals. So maybe that's he not was, how Eternals work. No, that's not how they work. So maybe he was something that was there, and the Celestials adopted him. That's some. Uh, Celestials. I'm sorry. Um, Eternals adopted him into the. the fa- I don't understand how this would work. No, because in the comics he, he was an Eternal with a deviant gene. Right. But that's so that not makes how no they, sense though, because now they're built. Now that we know that. <clears throat> yeah. They don't have things. any fan over versions of them running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's gonna say he they were, but and he's not a robot. No, so uh, that's the other thing. But that's he, the reason why if he had, he, I wonder how they're gonna do this. It's really interesting. I don't. That's my problem with like trying to like re-explain it afterwards. How they like, yeah, if you reverse engineer comments. it, yeah, retroactively add lore. That's this is what happens. There's contradictions and shit doesn't make sense. Right. I, I liked it, and I like. It's very rare that I like cosmic shit because mm-hmm. when you get into cosmic. I like cosmic stuff. You do? See, I, I find it interesting do. how they how they're gonna work it out. But see, yes, when you get into cosmic shit, it makes everything else seem so small. And it's it it's does. That, That's the reason it's why that I'm... problem of when you know too much. Like I like some shit being mysterious. So right. once you start getting into like the origins of the universe, well, it makes and... everything so much smaller. Yeah, going on on a smaller scale. Like now we're gonna look at Hawkeye. Yeah, we're just talking about look at Hawkeye. What the fuck? Like there's fucking <laughs> astronauts like, no in the fucking about scare. you and your era right now. Yeah. There's so much stuff going on. There's a fucking Galactus in the sky now, bro. I don't want to deal with now your fucking arrows. Infinity stones are in dusk. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot. But yeah, so that's his own problems and the plot holes and the story like that. It's possibly fucking up i don't know where they're even going with his brother being an eternal that just makes raises further questions how are you his and brother? they also look different yeah because he looks nothing like the other ones if corrupted it's, by if a it's, deviant somehow i don't know unless they had different breed uh areas where they're breeding different kind like i don't know what I'm <laughs> okay all right so we're talking about deviants now anyway mm-hmm. we're talking about the villain which is the deviant that starts absorbing eternal's powers and becoming like cgi deviant man right was he becoming, if he absorbed all the Eternals' power, we would become something that looks more like Thanos? Like, what was he becoming? I, maybe, because he, he became civilized at that point. He had a face. Yeah, <laughs> he ended up having, like, a jaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a handsome face. Right, right. And you know, like, also from the comics, him and Angelina's character were a thing. Which is weird. She yeah. was tentacle sex, which kind of happened <laughs> at the end of the movie. But even that, that storyline went nowhere. It was a thing where it's like, okay, we find out that the Deviants were the first versions of the Eternals that the Essentials sent to Earth to take away all sentient life, or all predator life. Mm-hmm. That way sentient life can thrive, which fuels the life of the Essential. But then, for some reason, Deviants can absorb the powers of Eternals. Right. And that evolves them into, into Eternals? Or else. into smart Deviants? What a weird thing to program into your. <laughs> it's just I'm like, all right, that, I'll go with it. They never, but they never explain it. They never yeah. go like, 
oh, it's evolving or something. And then when he gets intelligence, it's not like, oh. like. And I thought he was going to be a bigger problem at that point. I thought he was going to absorb Icarus at the end. Right. And they become one. Mm-hmm. And then, because it almost felt like in the scene with Thena that he was taking on the characteristics of uh, the, the power guy that she liked. Whatever his name was. Yes. Uh, Gilgamesh. The way he was talking, yeah. Yeah. It was talking like Gilgamesh. Right. So it was like, I thought he would take on the traits of Icarus. If he took his knowledge on and all that stuff. Yeah, and that, and then it'd be like, the final villain is one thing now. Rather right. than it'd be Icarus, who wasn't really a villain by the end, and this yeah, thing. Yeah, because he was still kind of. Who just got, in love like, with this is my story. Oh, we're tragic, you and I. Now I'm dead. Like, why were he, what was the point of this? <laughs> I mean, and then she had her own little area. It, 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 took, a, it took away, I think, from the final countdown. Yeah, I didn't agree. Thena should have just been like, it should have just been an eternal battle or a battle with the Eternals versus uh, versus uh the the Deviant. Right. It shouldn't have been broken up into two different fights where the the fight with even Icarus became kind of underwhelming. I didn't understand power levels even cuz their whole yeah, because thing now was, the technology was strong was strong is right. Really, <laughs> the whole thing like, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> but by the way, I can make sure that's better than you. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you thought <laughs> straight up he was going to be the biggest problem. He's like, "Oh, wait, people holding their own." Yeah. Everybody's holding on with him. Okay, well, he's not the you're Superman. You're a whack Superman. <laughs> yeah, you're not the Superman we thought you were, man. Yeah. So then it kind of lessened him even as a villain. Right. He wasn't even a villain, so I was like, what? But it's all over the place with the characterizations. Even, I want to talk about uh, Festus and his lack of characterization, but even with the concept of uh, Sprite having a crush on Icarus. That was and, weird for me. Yeah, very weird. There's a lot of things she, recently. She, uh, with things I feel like if the sexes were reversed, people have issues with. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, this little, this little boy listening up for this grown woman when I was <laughs> like, but this is weird. It's a young girl trying to hook up with an older dude. I'm like, I'm trapped in a girl's body. I mean, I guess body. she was a billion like, years fuck? old at that point. She just stuck in the... <laughs> but what an interesting concept for the character to not really explore other than like... I liked her the least. I think she kind of irritated me to some degree. I, I liked her in the beginning. She could have been a dope character. But it, it's, it, she became kind of annoying to me at some point. She was very whiny. And she was like a kid. Yeah. They made me feel like she was a child. Yeah. Not just look like a child. Her behavior, tantrums and... But it's, it's again, this is, there's this running issue in Marvel with lack of consequences for characters. Right. Because how the hell did everyone just forgive her in 2.5 seconds? Bro. After backstab, and that was a girl. She was living. She was. They were living together. Yeah, we were like, bros. They separated, <laughs> and they stayed together. They, she was in the house with her. Yeah, like, and you how? literally backstabbed me. For literally, Dick, <laughs> you can't have. <laughs> <laughs> and for hers, that's ex-husband. Yeah, like that's that's some super betrayal. Now, not only that's am I gonna stab cannabis. you in the back, but I'm gonna steal your man too at the same yeah. time. Or I want to steal your man, but I can't. Because <laughs> he, he didn't want her. It I wasn't. Was it. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just like, I'm just so, I'm such a female simp for you. <laughs> that yeah, I just no, want to, I'll go along with whoever you want, baby. But now we forgive you. Not only do I forgive you, I'm going to use this little bit of power that I have left yeah. to grant you what you wish. I mean, I kind of get just to the extent that she doesn't care if the world is destroyed because she's like, I hate my life. But it's like, you selfish bitch. Yeah. So then afterwards, it's like, everything's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm going to use my god powers to make you human. I'm going to reward you even. Like, yeah. what? Because I know <laughs> no. how you feel. Yeah, no, you should be outcast forever and <laughs> walk the earth <laughs> as a child for all eternity. <laughs> like, like, that should be your fucking punishment. <laughs> Not like, and now you get everything you wanted. <laughs> like, what? What's the moral of the story? <laughs> Betray your friends. You'll get Backstab what you want. Backstab them and try to steal them in. Yeah, you'll get what you want in the end. <laughs> right. 
I don't know. This but yeah, she, was, she was my least, least, least favorite. But there's still so many questions I have on it, though. It, it just... I don't know. That's the reason why I thought it would have been better, better as a series. So they could have... Uh, you could have had whole episodes dedicated to each of these characters. Right. Even... Like, or even about, before doing this, if they developed some kind of... like If we saw some of these characters... This needed to be just a, like a 12-episode series. Right. Like Even with Druig, circle back to him, like he's who I pegged as the villain at first. Oh, a guy that can control minds, and he's clearly got uh, like a chip, a on, chip his on his shoulder. shoulder yeah. And he's like, no, fuck this. I'm a, I have the power to stop. And, and he had a, a stance that is a good villain stance. Right. It's a good thing. It's like, no, these people are need crazy. Need to be controlled. They because, need, yeah, it's yeah. almost like Loki, but I can just control you. But he's doing it for the good, not yeah. for his own benefit. He's just doing it for their benefit. Yeah. Is what he sees, even though that's not what yeah. it should be. Great so villain motivation. Great, that is a great villain motivation. But then motivation. cut to the next time you see him, Hey, anyway, I had a whole arc off screen where I realized that controlling people isn't the right thing to do. So I'm just going to control a few people. Yeah, I've got a village and I I control them, but to make the village work well. So it's all good. It's like, like, wait, what? (laughs) I think we missed your movie. (laughs) Like, right? Like, he had a movie off screen. Yeah, he did. Oh, I also was banging the the mute chick. Wait, what? (laughs) He had like a Magneto arc story where he had his own little camp and he's chilling out. (laughs) Bro, that would have been a whole two episode arc in a TV show. Yeah, could have been. But. Just fast forward through it, and now he's a good guy. Yeah, and ended up being one of the only good guys that, like, he was the, basically the the guy that was the the original guy to save the world mm-hmm. before Cersei had to do it. Yeah, and that also brings you back to the power situation because I thought he was gone. Wait, what happened to him again? Yeah. Um, Icarus blasted yeah. him like badly. I, yeah, I don't like, understand. Badly. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what you can survive I don't, as an Eternal. Uh, he's Superman. I blast him. Yeah. Into the rocks a lot. Into a volcano. (laughs) Yeah. And left it. (laughs) So the the girl started screaming and hollering. So you're like, oh man. Oh, he's dead. He's dead. And he's not not one of the the fighter types. No. There was fighter types and like He definitely wasn't a fighter type. That's it. He should have been melted. Done. No, I'm good. I'm like, how did you just dust yourself up and come back? That's crazy. So once again, it makes you feel like if fucking uh, Kingo was there with his little finger blast... They would have been saved. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. This power level doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I surprisingly, even though that she was in it very little, Salma Hayek, even though I thought she'd be a weak link in the whole movie, mm-hmm. it, wasn't that, it wasn't bad. I mean, that's a cool power. But she, I mean, I guess Healing? she went out. Yeah. I mean, it depends. But I guess if she had a better fighting ability, then that would be kind of cool. But she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, she didn't have a good fighting ability. Yeah. So. Fair. Um, and we only touched on Thena and Gilgamesh, but like we said, their, their relationship, like that again, could have been a whole episode dedicated to why they didn't really even give us a reason why mm-hmm. you can, you can guess maybe he had feelings for her. Maybe they're just friends from something, but they never gave us an actual definitive reason. That's the reason why the relationship that he's willing to give up his life, life to take care of her. Yeah. Their acting is what saved those characters. Right. Right. And the way he was able to control her crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was an interesting character, but they didn't do anything with him. I liked him as a character. Think the very little bit second... of screen time he had, right? Yeah. Like, I think he was probably my second favorite. So, like, it's it's more frustrating that it's not a terrible movie, but it's a movie that you can see, like, oh, if you just, like, change some it. shit around. Yeah. If, it definitely you, had potential. if you took out, like, four of the characters, even, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. narrowed the focus a little bit. And, I mean, I guess they were trying to give backstory across history of time as well. 
So trying to fit that in with the narration and, yeah. and storytelling and develop these characters. We were forbidden from helping people, <laughs> but we totally helped people for like a lot of early history. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Festus the Black Man only finally broke about the travis the tragedies of humanity with uh the nuclear bomb yeah not not slavery not, not no the, slavery together not the centuries of fucking he, he wasn't, he wasn't. people that look like him being enslaved <laughs> and dehumanized you see that. no that's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's but my weapons <laughs> but even him like look, we talk about representation on this podcast all the time with you know gay representation and mm-hmm. this and a lot of times, even in Disney movies where they have gay representation, mm-hmm. they don't actually show gay love. They won't show affection. They won't show kissing. They might have like a hug, but they won't show anything more than that. Mm-hmm. They actually went the extra mile and had Festus kiss somebody. Yeah, they did. So they, they went and did that, but they didn't give you any substance. It was just, hey, and that's what, and that's what I problem with this, stuff like this. these people and this It just is my feels like, and... hey, we need <laughs> and I love him. We need, we need the gay box. So let's have him be in a gay relationship and see it together. And there's even a line where he's like, like I, even though it's kind of problematic, even though we're made, I chose this. Or like, no, I, no. Even though I'm made, no, I love the way I'm made. No, I love who I am, made or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Something like that to that effect. So it's like, I, I see what you're doing. Being gay is not a choice, but you're 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 not a living being. <laughs> it's like it's weird. That's true. They're they're. Uh... And that that kind of took away from it for me too. Like, the was he? They weren't living. Did he choose? No, nah, I don't want to use that terminology. But it, like, what what point did he? Just, no other eternal other than Cersei and Icarus had relationships like that. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess the mute girl and and Druid, Makai and Druid. Yeah, but I guess so. But they didn't even play that up as well as they should have. No, but they were all Eternals pairing off. Right. This is the only person that Went for decided to be with a human that would die. Like that's a big thing that you live forever, and the person that you choose to be with is going right. to eventually die. Like, why? <laughs> There's nothing there of why. Is it just because I mean, he was so about devastated <laughs> about the humans destroying shit that he's just like... I don't know. That's that's a, another whole, I think, in the story with um, that character as well. I don't know. I didn't really... There's, there's a lot of little holes. I like him as a character. Questions. He was cool as a character. He was cool as a character, but I, I don't, like I said, they didn't have enough time to develop the characters very well. Yeah. I think they had a good foundation for all of them. They just weren't very well developed. Yeah. So they so. just had a four hour Zack Snyder cut. This would have been perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> With a little bit more of a climactic ending. Right. Because even the, the post credit this is one of the few post credit scenes. Talking about doing too much. Fucking Jon Snow. His whole arc in this is like, oh, by the way, I have a movie. Or, or hey, by the way, I'm going to be a character eventually. Well, he's like, he hey, like hey, he I've got a sword. Hey, my family has a weird history. Hey, pay attention to yeah, me. Like, nah. <laughs> and at the end, it's like, I oh. thought he would be in the film more. Yeah, I thought he would too. I and then I guess they already character. had their human character that needs to be running around asking questions every five minutes. And two of them would have been too much of a yeah. problem. Because they, they wouldn't be able to focus on both. Plus, the relationship with her and Icarus would have issues with John being there. I feel like that would have made it John more interesting. Still. Well, I mean, jealousy. I think it's awesome that it's Rob and John. And, like, yeah, no. <laughs> they had a limit of one Game of Thrones main character, so they couldn't have two at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his whole post credit scene. Now you know, with hindsight, now that I know it was supposed to be Blade's voice, but it felt such like so divorced from the movie mm-hmm. of like, and now we're cutting in our our first post credit scene to. 
this random guy that we've barely seen in the movie. I mean, it was like a TV show. Yeah, like, oh, like he needed a sword. to have like a, what? <laughs> he needed a couple of episodes working on him while he's in wherever he's at. Was it were they in New York? Where were they at? No, no. I forgot where they, they were going all over the place. <laughs> but no, where he was based out of. So they needed a few episodes of just him and what's going on while they're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so he could get his story a little bit developed. No, yeah, you're absolutely happening. right. And that would have been better for a show. And like, I don't know why the choice was to have Blade in it, but just the voice. Why wouldn't you have just a shot? I don't know. It makes no sense. It was like, we don't have a costume yet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like what is the reason? It's not ready. It's not ready. Like, what is the reason? It makes no sense. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, the last post credit scene with Thanos' brother, I'm just like, okay, that's weird. This raises further questions. <laughs> like, it isn't it? Don't know where they're going. I, I, I keep just trying miss, to speculate, but... I just miss old MCU where, like, the post credit scenes would actually excite me. Both of those were like... Now they confuse huh? you. Yeah, now I'm like, huh? What? All like, right. oh my god, this is what... Wait, what? That's what it is now? Yeah. <laughs> is there another one? Because yeah. that was confusing. <laughs> Shang-Chi was okay, but... This I one. think that was the best one that came out so far. <laughs> for a while, yeah. For a while, yeah. Um, and that was the one I, I had the, the least... I, I had more doubt for that one. But mm, it was a great movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. That's another movie we had to probably review at some point since that was something that was during the break. Right. When you talk about Shang-Chi, which I liked. I, I do want to talk about it eventually. Yeah, that was a good one. We went to go see that one together. Talking too. about things I had doubt for. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, wrap up this section of the podcast before we get on Jeff. That's another thing. We didn't mention it earlier, but uh, I'm going to have Jeff, my friend, who's also the voice of the Chrono Ranger and the voice of Ninja and a lot of voices in Unworthy, be on the podcast as well. And we're going to do a thing, at least for this week, because we couldn't record at the same time. Uh, Jeff is going to be on with me talking about some afterthoughts for Ghostbusters Afterlife and also the <laughs> news while I'm going to uh, break it open first with Crystal. But yeah, speaking of doubts that I had, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. New York in the 80s, it's like The Walking Dead. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. My grandfather died. He left us nothing. I wouldn't say that. You gotta see the gold mine of junk not back. Our grandfather was the Ghostbuster. Yes! What the hell is going on? It's the apocalypse. That's not good. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. We're closed. We just came back from seeing that a few minutes ago. Actually. Yeah. Well, right before the podcast. Yeah. So, so this is very fresh. Extremely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, talking about things that were inappropriate earlier. Some things with the gatekeeper and keymaster. I'm just like, <laughs> stranger danger. Oh, like, <laughs> but you haven't seen the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, right? I did see it. But oh, I, don't, see I, it. I block it out from memory. Okay. <laughs> so you remember nothing about it? I just remember one fight scene at the end. And that's it. I blocked everything else out. Were you a fan of the original Ghostbusters? Yes. The original one was. Yes, I was. Yeah. Uh, What the second? The first two? The second one was my favorite. Yeah. The first I don't remember as well because I saw it when I was young. (laughs) And ironically, this is the one that I know. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I I wish I would have rewatched this. (laughs) I just remember certain parts. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to literally get the thoughts of a like casual Ghostbusters fan. Mm-hmm. And I know Jeff is a hardcore Ghostbusters fan. Mm-hmm. So we're going to like get two different perspectives here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, let's just talk about our general thoughts and then jump into spoilers. Okay. Um, so what did you think about this this Ghostbusters movie? Because this is a re- just to lay the foundation a little bit first. Mm-hmm. You know, after the Ghostbusters 2016 movie, I know you don't remember it, 
but it was real cringe. <laughs> I mean, I blocked it out from memory. Yeah. So I purposely don't remember it. It, it did not feel like <laughs> so. a Ghostbusters movie. It felt more like a Melissa McCarthy movie mm-hmm. with a lot of ad-libbing. And the one thing I remember from that movie was she really wanted wontons. It was a whole arc where in the first scene that she's in, she's asking about wontons. And in the last scene of the movie, she's finally getting the wontons she's always wanted. Bruh. What does that do Ghostbusters? Nothing. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was in it. He was a total idiot. I remember that. It was he so was, bad. He was working the phones, right? Was that was, what yeah, he was the uh, Janine yeah. of that I remember movie. that. That's all. I remember some flirting with him. Yeah. But everything else I blocked. I blocked out. I was like, I don't recall. It's real bad. <laughs> like, Ghostbusters was dead. <laughs> like, and that was... Again, representation comes up a lot in this podcast, but at the time... People were really pushing for that movie because it was like, oh, you know, it's a all female Ghostbusters, and like it's uh, people who don't feminists were very upset because they felt like people only hated on it because it was all female. I mean, I'm a, a female, movie. and I I don't want to say I'm hating on it, but I didn't really enjoy it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just an opinion. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. I don't think it had anything to do with being women. It was just more. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Unmemorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of funny. Even <laughs> I have a very short attention span, so things have to kind of grab me. And if they don't grab me within a certain certain time period, it becomes background music. Mm. So I think that's what happened with that, which is why I'm like, oh, it's still on. Oh, okay, let me wash the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like doing other things in the house. With, you know, with it playing in the background. Which is like so. dishwashers and then Ghostbusters right underneath that. Yeah. <laughs> Less priority. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, but a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it was empty references. Like, it, it didn't feel, it felt like trying to reboot something that didn't need. To be rebooted. New, yeah, a re- rebooted version. Yeah. If you're going to do it, a lot of fans felt jaded because it, they purposefully didn't add connections to the original. Right. It was a different universe, basically. Okay. Yeah. So there was even some cameos from the original Ghostbusters in it. But I could think Dan Aykroyd. Um, was he? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd was in it. Don't even remember. Just for a scene, just for a line, just a throwaway joke. Even uh, Bill Murray was in it, actually. They killed him. It's fucked up. He was like an asshole talk show host or some shit, and then he died. Oh. Yeah, it was. Uh, not talk show host. He was an asshole investigator or something. I don't know. I don't want to be watching, it but I kind of don't now. You don't. I mean, <laughs> if you want to get. Nah, I'm okay. You, you put a bad taste in your I'll, mouth again. I'll probably watch the original <laughs> about one. About the Ghostbusters brand, yeah. <laughs> if anything, yeah, we should watch the first one the second. Yeah. Um, But Ghostbusters felt like it was the dead franchise for a long while after right. that movie. And a lot of hardcore fans, I know when this movie was announced, there was just a lot of hesitation. Like, is it going to be a love letter to the original? Is it going to actually be the Ghostbusters sequel that we all wanted? Like a Ghostbusters 3, which is like was in the works for years, mm-hmm. but never happened because of everyone's favorite Ghostbuster Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, leading up to this movie, people were a little cautious. And I think that that hesitation started to kind of give way once the trailers came out. And, you know, there's the director is the son of the original director of Ghostbusters 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was confirmed that some of the Ghostbusters were going to come back. And the theme song was there. The tone was there. That was the thing with the 2016 movie. The tone was just comedy. But if you remember that original Ghostbusters 1 movie especially, mm-hmm. it's kind of raunchy. I mean, it's like... It's definitely got, was. It's got adult jokes and in it. it's weird because I don't even remember it being raunchy, but when you watch it as an adult, I'm like, the hell? Yeah, it's got a lot of adult jokes in it. The, yeah. You know, gatekeeper, Keymaster. That's sex. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's gritty. Like, it feels like a gritty horror movie. Like, it actually right. is horror elements. Genuinely, as a kid, it genuinely scared me. The, yeah. I saw um a live uh a live performance of it at uh 
uh, Orlando Studios in Florida mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and they reenacted the end scene with Gozer, and <laughs> I I didn't I didn't get scared of that scene in the movie. Uh, what scared me more in the original movie was the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that scene at the end I wasn't scared of. But in the live action show, for whatever reason, Gozer coming out and like doing that crawl thing, but in real life, mm-hmm. I freaked out. I was like, I was literally crying. I was like, no, <laughs> Gozer! <laughs> I, I had to get taken out of the uh, the the theater, whatever it is. Yeah, the auditorium, whatever Little it was. Baby Jordan. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> sensitive. <laughs> I'm sure she was like, "Am I that scary? What?" <laughs> so you know, Ghostbusters one is personally has a, a very big place in my heart. So, so how did you feel about this this Ghostbusters film? I was pleasantly surprised. Oh. I thought, looking at the trailer, honestly, I didn't really have any interest in it. Okay. I kind of felt like it was going to fall short. And um, it wasn't going to have the same appeal as the originals did. But surprisingly, I actually enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, It still had the... The beats, the comedic beats that we we love, some of the little per- pervertedness Mm-mm. in there too, and um, the kids were the main character was I, I liked her, I think she did a good job, I I liked her a lot, surprisingly because I really I, and I don't know if I just went in with a lower bar, yeah. <laughs> where I'm like okay well this is gonna be a uh, one of those type of movies that you don't want, ever want to watch again, but it it actually I I liked it a lot, okay. I thought it was cool. Cool. I'm not gonna put it on my top now, but I I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Oh, uh, you mean top of the Ghostbusters movies? Or do you mean I general? Mean, like, what do you mean? Like of all time? I mean, just, like, <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean movie movie uh, ratings. Oh, okay. it's not my top pick, but it it, it definitely is good. It's okay. something I would recommend people watch. What would you rate it? On your on the blurred vision vision scale? <laughs> yeah, yes, on the blurred vision scale um, on the podcast we're on right now. <laughs> contacts. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> Wait, what? I said contact lenses. Um, uh, no, I, I, rated contact lenses? <laughs> I rated a four. You mean more than passable? Yes. <laughs> you got to get on the system, okay, girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have a bad name. You have to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm thinking. Cause I'm yeah, like, I'm curious to know what your rating is. Would I give is? it a more than passable? Well, it definitely had a high bar to reach. Mm-hmm. Um. It's weird. It has a high bar to reach for the original two Ghostbusters movie, mm-hmm. but a very low bar to cross in terms of like the worst Ghostbusters movies for me. Because 2016 even... was so low that it it would be hard. It would have been <laughs> so hard for this movie to be worse than it. Um, but just the fact that I knew going in, the director was the original director's son. Mm-hmm. Not to say that automatically makes it a great movie. Because, um, you know, it could be nepotism. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think especially in the case of this movie, it shined through even in the writing. Right. And he was a co-writer, so I think it's a coincidence. Like I mentioned before, this movie has to do with legacy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that just like he's kind of walking into the, or walking the footsteps of his father, we see Egon's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a spoiler, she's in trailers. Um, she's the girl with the glasses, mm-hmm. the smart one. Uh, she kind of walks in the footsteps of her grandfather. Right. And... I like that that is a a running theme through the movie, and also I think through the person behind it. Um, and the timing, the fact that uh, the passing of the actual actor, mm-hmm. uh, Harold Ramis, happened right. before this movie came out. Like, I'm sure that fact. I don't think I, I don't know if it 
impacts emotionally on yeah i mean it had to be a factor and now i'm thinking right. about it. there's no way that they were writing it as that happened it's in the movie right unless they kill them off or something and like that wouldn't make any sense did he did he pass away recently no so it had to have been written before yeah it was been a couple of years i think so definitely they wrote it the way they, yeah. they wrote it but you can feel it. It feels like, unlike the 2016 Ghostbusters movies, this feels like a love letter. It feels like somebody that is, you know. It's the Stranger Things of Ghostbusters. Tender love and care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Stranger Things plus Ghostbusters. Yeah. But Which it I also, love Stranger Things. Yeah. But it's also a spiritual successor, I think, mm-hmm. to the original Ghostbusters. Like, it hits a lot of the same beats. It almost works like Force Awakens for Star Wars, where it hits a lot of the same beats of that first Ghostbusters movie, but remixes it in a way that I think fans will appreciate. Mm hmm. My only thing is the pacing yes. feels slow in yes, this movie. Did. And So I even asked you, how long is this movie? Yeah. The the first two thirds I would say feel slow. Yes. And I think it's not so much of an uh, like a, a negative per se for the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think But it's noticeable. It's noticeable, especially when you compare it to the first Ghostbusters, where I think it had really fast pacing. Well, because they went out right off the box fighting yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. Like they they fought their first ghosts. They you know yeah, introduced all the characters. Yeah, it took a long time to drop, and then when it dropped, it dropped. <laughs> yeah, um, but that like, within like the first thirty minutes, they had already hit a lot of those beats in the first Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it took its time. In we were still in, in the Scooby Doo mystery part. Yeah, and I'm and it makes me question like if that's better for kids or worse. I would think Probably faster pacing would be better worse for kids. for kids because attention spans. Yeah, we were in a theater with kids behind us, and they seemed yeah. to be enjoying it. They so did. I'm not saying that that's not uh, kids won't enjoy it. Right. I'm just saying for a kids movie. That's my question. Like, who's the movie for? Is it for kids? Is it for adults? I think is it for both? Ghostbusters one. It's like for... how Disney does movies where they they make it for kids and then put some stuff in there for adults. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters one. A lot of those '80s movies were made for adults mm-hmm. but could work for kids right like, i don't think ghostbusters was really a kid's movie it definitely was but it had a lot of kids <laughs> like, we, we were exposed Same to thing. so much more as children yeah than, than nowadays that they won't let slide i'm surprised they even put certain things in this one because they've been so different with uh films nowadays for kids yeah but if you're gonna make a movie for kids usually you want to keep their attention like you, like you said like if things take too long you lose your attention right. you're an adult so i think yeah. kids even more so so you would think you'd want that type of movie to be faster, not such a slow burn like it is in this. Right. As an older fan, I appreciate taking the time to set up the world and, you know, really, like, there's a lot of moments in the movie where it's like, oh, <laughs> Ghostbusters won! Like, you know, like, there's literally moments where it's like, pan the camera to the logo! Ha! Ah, ah, cut to black! Like, no, like, mm-hmm. you could tell those were, those were all moments just for the fans. So many references, so many But they made Easter you get eggs. attached to the main character, too, very good, with, 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 uh, with the time that we yeah. spent with her and understanding her and understanding how her behavior is and how she relates to her grandfather. Yes. Yeah, so for sure. So that was good. Yes. So that was good for that. It's so, so it's, a negative, but it's also positive. So I'm not mm-hmm. like using that as like a, a something against the movie, mm-hmm. like as a hard negative. But, but it, it just is sped up out of nowhere. It yeah. was like when it hit the fan, it hit the fan. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going. Yeah, we're experienced. We're going. <laughs> it's like wait, yeah. hold up now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're getting sports. A lot of things. Like, how did you? They're not Power Rangers. Like, how do you know? Like, this button does I this, and you just you go from like it's a nerd me. to like a fucking sharp. I was born this way. <laughs> yeah, like hey, it's in your genes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is one of those movies that might start slow, but and this is again like something I talk about on the podcast a lot. Um, it's not even so much important how your movie starts. What's most important is how your movie ends. Mm-hmm. And if you can end the movie pitch perfect, even the small complaints you might have along the way get yeah. erased by a, a great ending. 
And the last right. Game 10... of Thrones is a perfect example of that. Well, a perfect example of the reverse of that. Yes. <laughs> Where if you have a bad ending, I mean, that's you what can I destroy mean. all the good things. Everything's done. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're, it can be amazing. <laughs> but if it's in shit, right. then nope. everything's shit. Nope. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. That ending, it, it, endings are so important. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah. So, like, by the time you get to the last, like, 20 minutes 10 minutes even mm-hmm. it does some things that if you're a, a ghostbusters fan, fan from right. the the 80s 90s you it's gonna it. yeah like i i it. it 180 to me not yeah. 180 i didn't always hard against the movie but it was like it went from like a like an eight to like a nine plus i was like oh shit <laughs> this is wow they did something that. You know about me and jordan jordan's the more emotional one out of the two of us yeah i feel feelings <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sitting here and he's like yeah, there's a moment she's like, so that's taking feeling. too long. I'm like, but the, <laughs> but the emotion. She's like, no, that's making yeah. sense. It's awkward. And then we. There's a time into emotion. We can wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got about three minutes. Let's, let's get this going. Yeah. <laughs> Credits roll. <laughs> um, and like a lot of the actors are great. Uh, mm-hmm. the, ch- the child actors, especially. The the main character. I forgot the, her name. She her, did an awesome job. Her character's name. Yeah. Her, she she really embodies her young she Egon made, so made well. She movie. Yeah. She, she, if she wasn't good, it would have definitely not came across the same oh the homie would have fell apart absolutely um but even the other kid podcast who had a very dustin from yes stranger things he was the dustin out of the uh out of the um stranger thing crew yeah so many jokes and so much banter that reminded me of that original ghostbusters one movie even mm-hmm. paul rudd felt like a like a new age bill murray and i imagine that's how they would have been it would have been a stranger things crew as as children <laughs> yeah i could, i see that no <laughs> but yeah so like and just the story being so simplified of being like a like a single mom just mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet and you know being like being estranged from her father and not really knowing why my right. issues come in the details of some of the plot things right uh, and we'll talk about that when we get into spoilers right um and i think that's what's keeping from being, being perfect cuz they i agree yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm actually with you it's a long way to say that i also agree with you on this one but i think it's a more impassable it's not it's not a perfect vision. It could have been perfect. Yes. Could have been. There's just some little flaws that they made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they definitely hit hit the home run with certain certain things. Yeah. So let's just jump right into spoilers. Let's okay. talk about it. Okay. Uh, what were the things that were holding it back? Let's start negative. <laughs> start with the negative. Yeah. Um, well, the mother's anger uh, towards her father. Mm. Um, I felt there was some... I mean, I got it, but she really was punishing her kids for that too and also it was a lack of information that she was sharing with them so i'm thinking in my head if if you know this is what your dad did yeah why the hell would you have your children and and going through these weird situations in this little town going in, in, in i mean you you know goes harm people clearly if your dad just uh <laughs> how how would you not oh yeah that was weird to me that was like oh yeah he had a heart attack but it's like you know what he used to to, do yeah you know what he used to do even janine is like what's going on there like janine you've been to his house before right you've seen the outside of his house with the weird revelations proverbs and like you know he was doing you know what he's doing but let me go with my my two young children and just live here because i don't have the money yeah or even janine not warning them to some extent of like i mean she she knew she knew that she knew yeah it wasn't a secret yeah the kids, it was a secret too, but I mean, and she just basically paid no attention. I, so I you're, that you're was touching weird. on my biggest issue, which is the, the, the mystifying of something that happened 20 to 30 years ago. Right. And it's the same thing you're with Star hiding Wars. It. It, it just didn't happen. Well, but it's like in, in Star Wars Force Awakens where it's like the, the events of uh, A New Hope with Luke or even like Return of the Jedi with Luke taking down Darth Vader and saving the galaxy and all that shit. Like, 30 years later, nobody remembers. No, nope. like, maybe in Star Wars, <laughs> where it was, like, galaxy far, far away, where it's not, like, 
you know, I don't know how the galaxy's new system works, but there's not any news, like galactic news in Star Wars. But in this world, it's our world. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that two major events where ghosts literally were proven to be real in this world. Right. There's a two apocalyptic scenarios. That you saw. One of which it was on TV. Televised. It was like it was, yeah, it they were, was, it was they were both televised. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one involved the Statue of Liberty yes. walking from one end of New York <laughs> to the other. And, and, and all of New York this. coming together and seeing oh, Kumbaya. He's coming to it in. He's full of it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Spence crazy. Yeah, those people don't Yeah, those people <laughs> don't become super celebrities that rule the world, basically. With, I mean, I would remember if the world came to an end and these particular people saved the world. Definitely wouldn't be like, that man's crazy. Yeah, so, so <laughs> when one of those four about? guys are talking about like, oh, the world's going to end. And... I mean, even his peers, like, how do they not believe him? Yes, or like for 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, even fuck, five years, you're never once going to just call in, be like, hey, what are you doing? Let me see what you're doing. You're not so crazy. Or listen to some, or even look. Egon was never so crazy, or like, he did, I don't know, it's weird how they made him seem like, I mean, they made he just couldn't communicate with something, You know, like, if he developed something like Alzheimer's or something that would have maybe made people think he was crazy, but, yeah. but dude was still himself he was quirky and weird but he wasn't like but he was still himself and i would think if at that point if you've developed a relationship with someone for that many years and they've been your teammate i would at least look yeah let me let me take a plane and go there and be like oh wow look at this look Look at the pit filled with demons (laughs) there's about 90 million demons in here oh he's telling the truth yeah it was (laughs) in even dan Aykroyd was weirdly dismissive of like Oh, it's a, totally a mountain with fucking uh, engravings. Oh, it's mountains with engravings everywhere. Like, wait, what? You guys have fought the apocalypse twice. It took people Why who've you... never seen ghosts before to believe in a person they've never met. Yeah. That's kind of a stretch. And then every nobody knows about the Ghostbusters. Nope. The YouTube video had 100,000 views for their ad. I mean, they had the symbol on the car when he took the thing off the car. So yeah. <laughs> the ghost and the little line going through. I would think somebody would have recognized that or figured that out as well. I refuse to believe Kanye West Kanye West's granddaughter won't know her his grand her, her <laughs> grandfather is Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he says no. Yeah. <laughs> you would you would you would know. <laughs> You're famous. You're world famous. Yeah, I'm sure it would still be they showed YouTube videos. Like, yeah, so you have to like you have to out like, there in the world. You have to buy the conceit that everybody just stopped talking about it. Like once ghosts stop appearing Everybody's just like, oh yeah, that never happened. And we live in I a guess. Google world too, not to mention. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. The second I know my grandfather's name, I'll probably be like, eh, let me you know. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, how do you Google yourself <laughs> ever? I'm <And> Spangler. <laughs> I a Ghostbuster. Said, like <laughs> Immediately. One Google search. You're twelve. You wouldn't know by that point. Somebody it's not like, you go to school and somebody isn't that such as his granddaughter? Yes. Like, so I remember them in the <laughs> Yes. Your no father way. your grandfather was a hero. Something would have came up. Yeah. So shit like that is like that if if it's you don't buy into that conceit, it, it fucks up the story for you. Right. So yeah, that's an issue. And the daughter being completely in denial the way she is. I mean, I, I would think I get that your father may have not you may have thought your father didn't care about you. But to, 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 you. Yeah. To think that he abandoned you without any kind of reach out or, or speaking is kind of weird. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, I know it's supposed to be like that touch. And we called it. Literally, me and you both called, oh, she's going to look down and it's a picture of her. And yeah. then you're like, oh, she's going to look over there and there's a whole wall. collage of photos. Yep. I'm like, as I, I get the, the, the intent of that moment of like, mm-hmm. oh, he did care. But in my mind, I'm like, so he stopped your whole life? <laughs> and she said it too. Yeah. She's like, oh. Guess what happened? I know the world's coming in, but my father was stalking me this whole time. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, uh, no one cares I, right now. Yeah. About your emotional BS. We're all but, about but to I'm die. just like, is that sweet? Is that <laughs> like? 
But you would be so involved in her life that you're stalking every beat of her life, mm-hmm. but you just can't be like, here's a call? picture. Here's a call. <laughs> you never called. Here's a picture of the demons I'm keeping at bay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there's so much things he could have did to show that he wasn't crazy. Yeah, here's the corpse of the dead That's guy. That's why I would prefer him to have some kind of illness. Like, yeah, who, something that sparked that yeah, kind of here's spiral Here's the corpse of the dead guy who, but, like, is trying to revive the ancient demon. He's, he, he put himself in the glass a corpse, box. yes. Like, there's so many things. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Phones are, picture phones, cameras, all that stuff is out. Yeah, if you think about it too long, it's just all, all unravels. I mean, podcasts whatever. got more more uh, information. <laughs> you can add that one little kid, record stuff. Well, I can even get Nick picky about that and be like, I get the, the returning joke of like, oh, the 46 episodes where it gets good. But he handed her a flash drive as if he never put his shit on the internet. Yeah, he did. And then Dan Aykroyd was talking end. about yeah, it. Yeah, I like, noticed it too. I'm like, wait. <laughs> which yeah, I really is it? picked up on episode 46. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, which is it? Did you put that online or not? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because if, if it was a line, just be like, it's on iTunes or it's on, you look it up. Like, no, nah, I guess and, it's funny to hand her a thumb drive. I guess. <laughs> but that's like a plot-breaking joke. Um, but yeah, so shit like that is where I, I bump into the story. Uh, but the the ending especially, like the the love, like all the, the nuanced little like references to the Ghostbusters 1, one and 2, mm-hmm. and the ending where they actually have the original Ghostbusters come back. That was awesome. Bruh. That made it, though. It's... It sh- oh, it, it changed the movie. For a moment, it almost broke the movie for me. Because I was like, it just feels like now we just jumped into Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah, like, but the, the way they segued We it, teleported back there for a little bit. With but, her joining the, the, the team for the final countdown. Yes, that's what... It, it didn't really... I say break, but it was almost like, this is taking me out of the movie. Right. Now it's because like, it became a different film. It's a hard left into like, they're giving one-liners. Yeah. Bill Murray's doing the Bill Murray thing. Like, oh, yeah. we're back here. But then, yeah. It's the same when, thing you said with the checkpoints. It's like, okay, let's do this and let's yeah. do that. <laughs> but they, this, this is very Ghostbusters unworthy because they did a lot of the things that I I was like, if they do this, it's great writing. Right. Where they do the thing that beat Gozer the first time, which is combine the streams. Right. But then she's strong enough this time to unravel the streams and blow them back. And then that beautiful, which I, I feel like I talk too much in the movie theater. I'm like, I'm sure people behind me hate us. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, the father-son Kamehameha! Yeah. <laughs> We're like, he yeah. does that all the time in theaters. Yeah. I'm <laughs> he just yeah. doesn't care. Who cares? They'll, they'll live. But yeah, the ghost, <laughs> the ghost uh, Harold Ramis mm-hmm. grabbing the... Which is a great CGI effect. It was. like, And because, like you said, we don't know the actor's face well enough. Right. To know that's, to not, know him. that's not him. So it could just be... It doesn't have to be CGI. It just could just be a stand... A, a body Could have been, yeah. A lookalike. Um, but yeah, him holding her proton pack. Cause at first you're like, wait, how is her proton pack doing stronger, stronger right? than all three of theirs? And I was trying to find explanations. Maybe she should have tinkered and made it, made her own version. And then you saw the ghost hands. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then awesome funny moment where it's the reverse and it's the four of them together and it's right. ghost him. And they all just kind of look at him like, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that whole moment. And then you ruined it by being like, yeah, but it lasted too long. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I'm like, what is the ghost doing for three minutes? Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. He's just standing there and everyone's like, oh, you guys did a great job. And everybody's tying up the, all the loose ends and, you know, getting their self together. And, you know, the ghost is just still standing there waiting for someone to come talk to him. Yeah, because after really like, weird. They, they defeat Gozer, <laughs> they all kind of like separate in different groups and have yeah. little conversations. She went and got a boyfriend. Hey, you know, we did the do. Yeah, yeah I remember doing Dan the Dan was talking to podcast about his podcast. Meanwhile, her ghost dad is just standing there. Black, black guy, racist <laughs> for not remembering his name. But him might like, be like, oh, the car, me and you, baby. Right. Ghost is just like, anyway, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, while the poacher. Are you not impressed by the fact that I'm still alive? Like, <laughs> well, why the trap, the trap's open it didn't pull him in either because he's a good ghost 
So it knows plot. the difference? Uh, plot. <laughs> it pulled every other ghost. Yeah, it's just he, plot. he was just... Again, it's one person. of those plot device things where it's like, eh, you can tell, like, you... The moment, the emotional moment was more important than the logical moment of right. him being pulled. You can imagine also, if he did. Like him standing can, you, can you imagine being like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> in pain into the trap? He could have been the last ghost, like when the trap goes, and he'd be like, bye, everyone, you know, and just kind of. <laughs> yeah. I was joking <laughs> but it, with but you. But it took away from the moment, though. As, as we were, like, we're leaving, I'm just like, yeah, because what you don't see is the scene where they all have to awkwardly walk away from the, the ghost him <laughs> to all separate. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, you, we've all been there. We're, we're in a group of friends and you, no one yeah, wants to he, leave he first. Speak. He didn't speak. He was yeah. a quiet ghost. Yeah. So everybody's just kind of like walking away one at a time. Like, yeah, I'm going to go over here. And, and you're the last <laughs> one with the ghost. Like, oh, I'm well. I'm going to go check on uh, the marshmallow. Yeah, like, anyway, you know, it's cool that you're a ghost. Like, <laughs> 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 Sorry we didn't call and help. Yeah. How bad? But it was a very, like, that was a very beautiful moment. Like, I'm sorry I didn't believe you, man. Yeah. It was just nice. The, the hug moment was nice. And that's the yeah. reason why they had him stand there awkwardly as a ghost for, for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so his daughter can come back after she finished talking to the dude about banging. Yeah, the banging uh, <laughs> thing is more important than yeah, hugging Yeah, let me go pick dad. him up. Are you okay? Anyway, my ghost, I think we had that, sex. my dad is literally <laughs> back from the dead. But, but I'm going to talk to you about this sex thing that we just had. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, really weird. Yeah. A little Wonder Woman-y, but less so because yeah. they're both brainwashed, I guess. Yeah. And both yeah. consenting because they both wanted to anyway. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. They were cool with it. Kind of sped the relationship up, but hey. <laughs> little awkward. Little, little awkward. Remember when we fucked this demon? But but it was cuter. It was cute. How are we going to top the scene? <laughs> yeah, because it was cute in this movie where like they actually showed more of like the, the pre-sex moment of like the gatekeeper and keymaster. Right. So like, I like your eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or it was like, Thanks. I don't know if that was like a joke of like. I imagine them too. When they finally get to have sex, they'll do that. You know, like, how are we going to top this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I'm it's, almost like, was that a joke about like a girl can say anything and a guy's just like, whatever. <laughs> We're going to fuck though, right? Probably <laughs> he had like a little flower in his ear and stuff. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, like, he didn't make the movie, but he was a great part in the movie. He like, was. He's so charming. He is. He is. He really has that Bill Murray energy. But yeah, that, that whole gatekeep, mastering keep, gatekeeper thing. A little weird when the mom was doing it with the, uh, oh, the with podcast. With podcast. <laughs> Are you the key master? I'm 12. <laughs> <Help>. Stranger danger. <laughs> I need it's your mom. Yeah. To do. I need an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> I mean, not as bad as what they did back in our childhood stuff. I mean, Dan Aykroyd got a ghost blow job in the first Ghost Yeah, so there so. you go. That's true. Nothing, nothing that explicit in this movie. Yeah, no. Mm, it's so, true. PG thirteen. There you go. <laughs> what is it? Was it rated thirteen? That's a good question. There wasn't. I would rate it thirteen, but because they did talk about sex, but it wasn't. yeah, I guess the the jokes maybe. It said at least third base. That's what they said instead of saying sex. Yeah. Oh no, no. He said I think we had. Did he say I think we had sex? Did he use the word sex? I don't know if he used the word sex. I know the the podcast kid said that he she got humpy. <laughs> Which is really weird. Like there's a kid saying to a grown woman, like, you got humpy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he did say that. It's like, what? She's like, wait, what? She's like humpy. <laughs> like fucking weird. Um, what else? I speaking of post credit scenes coming from Eternals, I actually like the post credit scene in this one. Oh with yeah. With Sigourney Weaver making a reappearance. Right. Did I ever tell you that I had a huge crush on Sigourney Weaver? I think you did. I, okay. I, from Ghostbusters. That particular yes. scene. Yes. The scene that killed uh, Harold Ramers in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it basically mol- molested her, yeah, in the first Ghostbusters movie. I was like, oh, touch your boob. <laughs> 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 I 
But yeah, I have a huge Sigourney Weaver crush. So <laughs> seeing Sigourney Weaver <laughs> in this movie, I'm like, ah, now it's complete. <laughs> I mean, everybody was in it except for um, did he die? The other, not not Harold Ramis, the other guy, the goofy guy, the original oh, Keymaster. I don't know. Why wasn't he in it? That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Odd. But I mean, other than that. Yeah, a lot of these these things in the movies, even though it was a slow burn, mm-hmm. they gave a lot of weight. That's why it felt like a fan that created this. Like yeah. that's why I say it's Ghostbusters doesn't work. I like when he was like, "It's not gonna work out between you and you. You gotta gotta stop this. You're <laughs> doing too much." <laughs> Wait, with who? when he was talking to, uh... oh jeez, I forgot the names. When he was talking to the villain, um, when he was telling her that, oh, oh, it was oh too much. Bill Murray was work. talking to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, yeah, he, he went right back, <laughs> even though he looked ancient. He went right he, back into that character. He, yo. I gotta tell you, this is not gonna work between you. You know, you do too much. You're yeah. always trying to do this world domination stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, we tried to hit her and she automatically stopped it. He was like, it's a good try, though. <laughs> like, he's just so quick with it. Yeah. It's like, it's like butter smooth wit. Like, Paul Rudd did a good job of approximating that kind of charisma, mm-hmm. but like, he's just natural with it. So, and I like, didn't talk about her costume either. Oh, yeah. When Gozer made her reappearance. Right. I mean,. I don't know what it is. They even tease Gozer at the end of the 2016 movie as like a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. So I guess Gozer is just their go-to villain. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting they brought her back. Or, no, I'm sorry. They? I don't know. Well, I don't know what, they, what to call. She's neither. They made it a point yeah, to be neither, he, neither man nor female. Yeah. Um, but I remember the so old suit. They give a pronoun though, so we don't know like, if it's probably they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine she was like, respect my pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, but like, in the original, she was wearing like like a sequins like spandex outfit, yeah. Right. But in this, like, it was literally it looked like CGI. scaly skeleton skin almost. It had like a skeleton vibe too, and then the um, electricity inside. Yeah, it definitely like made her look more alien. More, definitely did more demonic, especially yeah. in the face too. Because they did a, a serious highlight with that face makeup, so she was almost silver. Yeah, which blended in. I think they did a great job with it. I like that. My only complaint with her is that I wish she did more. Mm-hmm. Granted, they had a cool Kamehameha battle with the, like the Emperor Electric Finger stuff, mm-hmm. but it just felt a lot of like retreading of that first movie. Even her being like, "Are you a god?" Even though I like that, I like, <laughs> like they were like, "Come on, Ray." <laughs> yes, we're gods. <laughs> like we're all gods. <laughs> but it just there wasn't anything new. Yeah, everything she did was like just a retread of the first movie. Well, I guess that's the point. To be like a spiritual successor reboot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Even just a new line. Give me a new quote. You know what I mean? Like just because those are those are iconic quotes. Are right. you a god? I am Gozer. The I mean, you got the same villain. Might as well. Yeah. She's gonna come back and try to do the same bit all the time. <laughs> yeah. And she I'm like, change her thing. I'm like, how many times is she gonna come back? Like, as many times it takes till she gets it. Yeah. But they gave like a weight. <laughs> To, uh, back to what I was saying, they give they gave like a really heavy weight to everything. So even mm-hmm. the the proton pack, like you even said when you saw it, like it looks heavy duty. Like, yeah, not like the first movie. Right, it, it absolutely did. Even turning it on, like it's a nuclear Sound, reactor. Yeah. So every time that thing turned on, I was on, scared for. Her. Yeah, I, was like, I would not have that on my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's oh fans shit. and heat was coming from it. Everything. Yeah, even the the noise yeah. when they sh- when it fires, mm-hmm. like they. They made the noise feel more like the noise than the original noise, if that makes it, any sense. It felt like it was a real proton pack. Yeah. Like, and what we saw in the past was the little toy ones. Yes, we, exactly. We got cosplay versions in the beginning. Yeah. 
Even that first <laughs> shot in the movie where it's like the, the big skyline, the proton pack, energy goes into the air. Yeah. It was a dope shot. It was. Since this stuff now as a filmmaker, I appreciate more. <laughs> like, oh, it's a pretty shot. Oh, yeah. Well executed. Mm, claps. Golf clap. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just a lot of just small things kept it from being perfect. Right. I but agree. but more than passable, I mean, you know, it's hard to to reach the level of I I Of a classic, yeah. yeah the, the first two were classic movies. Yeah. Some would say the second movie, you know, you like the second movie more, right? I like it because Bobby Brown had the soundtrack. <laughs> I like because it, it was campy. And I, I like Vehicle. He is Vehicle. There was so many memories from that film. I'm, I'm sure if I watched the first one, I'll remember, I'll remember more because I don't really yeah. remember it that well. But the second one, I guess because during that time frame, Bobby Brown was big because I watched mm-hmm. it, when it when it first came out like in the theater. Saving it. Yeah. <laughs> and that particular song and the Marshmallow Man is a lot of more memories from my childhood with that one. Well, you know the Marshmallow Man's from the first movie, right? Yes, he is. So where's the so which is the soundtrack then? The Bobby Brown. Is that from the first? Which one was the Bobby Brown song? Take control. And I guess that was the that's song. the first movie. Oh shit! So the then movie, I got, they might have brought I'm, it back for the second one too. Now that I think about it, control. Yeah, got to take control. We got, we got, we got. Oh no! Wait, I think that was the second movie because wasn't that when um. They were messing with the goo. That's the, 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 the wild slime under the building. Yeah, That's that was the, the second movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the P- P- the Pillsbury Doughboy thing was the was first in the movie. first movie. Yeah. Okay, so then I do remember. I'm probably blending them. Jesus, you are. I think I think I'm blending them too. Actually, now I'm thinking about the soundtracks. Cause saving the days from the first movie. Saving the day. Saving the day. <laughs> we got to, got to, got to go insane. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about from the movie that we didn't discuss? Mm. Um, I like the cute gremlin vibe they had for the... Oh, with the marshmallow man? Yeah. That was cute. That was cute and how evil they were. Just a reference, though. They were cute and evil. Yeah, gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that was what they were pulling from because right. even in like the, the scenes where they were in summer school, like they were playing all old horror movies. Yeah. So again, it felt like if you could tell they were trying to make Gremlins, that would have been cuter. True, true. That's a good point. <laughs> as soon as I saw the marshmallow, I was like, "Oh, yeah. like little evil gremlins! Look how cute!" Yeah, They're it being was Cujo and something else. I forget what the other one was. Chucky. Chucky, right? Yeah. Two movies I've never seen. What? Really? Yeah, you know I don't watch horror. Oh, that's right. That's right, guys. She, she's she's the opposite of me. <laughs> I, I love like horror movies. Harder. She's scared. <laughs> You're scared. I just don't want anything time wasting. That makes no sense. No, it's also because you've got a weird sixth sense, like, so wicked Don't tell energy. the world that. Oh, don't tell the world that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're telling all the ghosts, Jordan. All the ghosts are going to hear it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, um, but yeah, I guess that's basically it for Ghostbusters. I, I'm Now I'm even more curious to see what Jeff thinks. I wonder if he's going to actually give it a perfect vision. He might. I think he would? I think he might. Because mm-hmm. I think he is a bigger Ghostbusters fan than us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this was geared toward the older Ghostbusters fans. Right. Even more so, I think, than kids. Like, I think this is like this. This was somebody that the, the the director of this made or tried to make an '80s movie now. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I love the. I love when they have children uh, do these mystery type uh, yeah movies. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about it at all. Okay. Finn Wolfhart and the girlfriend, who were like both kind of non-characters. I mean. <laughs> They didn't exist, really. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And he's some Stranger Things, but I mean, he was okay. He was okay. But he wasn't. His like, girlfriend was not. Podcast existing. and the Egon granddaughter were both better. They were him. needed. They definitely were needed. Yeah, they were better. 
Yeah, they absolutely were. And I thought he was going to be more of a main character. I mean, he, I guess he, he was. He was a main character. He was, but he was he didn't really stand out as much as she did. She yeah. did a good job. Yeah, not that he did a bad job, but she. What was she did the a girlfriend's name? I feel bad. She's the black girl in this, and we're not. <laughs> we're I mean, girl. Really, Come on. They didn't really. I mean, they gave her some scenes, but they didn't give her too much personality. I mean, they no. did. I mean, she, I think she was the weakest actress. Yeah, yeah. I'm but. like, she did get some screen time. I'm thinking her father was a. Uh, but even her father made more of an impact on me. <laughs> Remember when they went to prison? When they oh, went to jail? Yeah. I forgot. What's his name? Was it? I forgot his name, too. Oh, her name was Lucky? Oh, that's who Lucky was. I saw that on the credits. I don't remember her name being Lucky. Yeah, I don't know. What did she say? But I, I saw it on the credits. Wow. That, she left no impact. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love those 80s soundtracks. Uh, I think that's what this is missing. It didn't have any of those, like... Uh, yeah. Like just throw it in. Like I don't even care. Or, or like, have like a modern version of it. Something. But you need those like those yeah, Bobby come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or old, be you on know, TV set doing yeah. something, watching the television. <laughs> Bill Murray's old ass was in this. Fuck. <laughs> they just had him on TV show or something like that. Actually, have him. All right. Well, I guess that's it for uh, our main topics in the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up the the podcast with Jeff this week, but we're gonna be doing this. Hopefully weekly. Back to making this intro <laughs> truthful when we say we record every week. <laughs> um, but I can't wait to have you back. This is gonna be fun. That now me and you are doing podcasts together, and when Jeff is on too, we'll have like a whole little team. Okay. The the new podcast Ghostbuster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how was your first your first podcast? That wasn't that bad, right? No, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, not bad. It's just what we do all the time, just now with the mic in front of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the car ride on the way home from the theater, usually. Yeah. And the little snippets I put on my Instagram. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I guess that's been... Oh, I'm so used to repping a podcast by giving the, the outro. But I guess this has been Blurred Vision Part 1 of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And... I guess say bye, Crystal. Bye, Crystal. I'll see. Wow. <laughs> we will see you next week. Yes. Peace. Peace. And we are back. This is, feels a lot like the uh, the Avengers, where I'm. Nick Fury going from person to person, <laughs> from movie to movie, introducing uh, the Avengers for, for the collaboration coming down the line, hopefully next week. Uh, this is my buddy Jeff. Jeff, introduce yourself. This is the Corona Ranger, and if you're hearing this, Billy and I got a podcast. <laughs> Billy and Corona Ranger, Chrono Quest, team up, all right. <laughs> it's the Jordan and Jeff show. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, too, just like Crystal, so like this, you're not coming out of nowhere. Really? But... Yeah, 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 of course I have. Oh. Especially when I ever talk about Unworthy. Like, you're my go-to guy whenever we discuss anything geek or Power Rangers related. So, yeah. <laughs> but- Thank you so much, best friendo! Besto friendo! Besto friendo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, speaking about how much we're, like, we're into the geek stuff together, a reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast, especially uh, for Ghostbusters, is because you're a huge Ghostbusters fan. What, probably the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know. I mean... But I mean, I love the Ghostbusters, you know, freaking like I'm, I was I was an, I was uh, I was a 90s baby and I actually grew up watching uh, extreme Ghostbusters before I watched the actual Ghostbusters uh, movies. And then I actually saw them when I was like a teenager and like me and my friends, um, 
we we loved Ghostbusters and like uh the first we uh, the f- I saw the first two films and then actually around the same time uh they had made the new Ghostbusters video game and I remember I had played that with my friend and like it was actually based off of uh the third script that uh Harold Ramis and Dan, Dan Aykroyd had written together and that was actually supposed to be the third film um and it it was that game was like so good and it made me wish that we actually got like a third film and then uh the 2016 movie came out and you know, it's like I'm not gonna bash that movie because every, 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 everyone everyone else bashes that movie. It's like me included. <laughs> me, me included. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like those 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 girls. They 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 went out there and like they tried to do something different with the franchise, and I can't knock them for that. But at the same time, I just like it felt lackluster to me, and it. I don't know. It just like not to mention it felt like AU AU Ghostbusters, like alternate universe Ghostbusters. That's basically what it yeah. was because it's like none of the uh, it was none of the the previous two films were canon to that film, and everyone who did come back for cameos were basically just like different people. They weren't like the same people. That's how it felt to me, you know. It's they're they're variants. They were all variants. <laughs> they're variants. Yes, to bring it back to Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah. definitely were variants. Yeah, but not um, the good kind. In terms definitely... of Ghost- <laughs> yeah, but um, in terms of Ghostbusters Afterlife, I was actually like, when I first saw that first trailer, I was like, there's no way, there's no way that this is happening. Like, it felt like a fever <laughs> dream. I was like, are you serious? Are they actually like doing this? And then it got wasn't, delayed. Wasn't the first trailer the one with the? It was just the Ecto One car. Yes, like, it yes, it yeah. was so cool too. The way that the way that they executed it, um, it was like literally, it's like it's going, it's the the camera's like panning straight into that uh that barn that was holding uh the the Ecto One, and then you actually like it, it uh the the wind blew away the tarp, and then you got to see it, and it was so freaking cool, and I was like, no way, they're actually doing it. Um, and then it got delayed because of COVID and everything. <laughs> Yeah, and they did like that that classic trailer thing where they I think they play like the piano version of the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> I love that shit. I that that yeah. that shit gives me life when it's like they do subtle things like that. Like um at the, even at the beginning of the movie when I went to go see it, um they did the little piano thing uh that Peter does when he he tries to go in uh Dana Barrett's apartment, and he's like, he, they hate this, and they actually, uh, they played, they played at the beginning, uh, the opening sequence of the film. So I, I love that shit. I, I love subtle, subtle. Yeah, I, I actually like equated that. it earlier to this. Felt like this. Uh, this felt like Star Wars, like Star Wars Force Awakens, where it's like a love letter to the fans. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, honestly, I would say it, it felt like a love letter to Harold Ramis at the end because straight up, it's like the way that uh, they set up the film. I love the. I love the hook that it's spoilers are this are we gonna start spoilers now oh yeah no we're full on spoilers. all right cool all right cool so yeah um i love that egon was like the centerpiece of the whole thing and i love the way that they set up harold ramus's character because like straight up after he passed away i i i seriously like felt like i egon became my favorite how long ago did he pass away by the way he passed away back in like 2016 around the time when uh, oh, the wow. 20- yeah around Five the time to- I think it was like 2015 2016 um around the time when the 2016 film came out because I don't I don't remember him cameoing in that I I think no, I'm pretty he, sure he, he died before that movie was released and around that same time was when they were talking about uh the original script that they were going to do for the, the the third Ghostbusters film but hmm. um but yeah and but like I said it took it took a bit 
to get to where we are right now with 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 Afterlife. But um but going back to after, Afterlife, yeah, I I thought it was re- I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was different the way that um they they did everything instead of it being uh taking place in New York, it took it takes place in like this little town um in in Oklahoma. So yeah. And it felt it felt very ghost townish, and even though it was like set in like modern day, you felt like you went back in time with this film because it's like it's got like this like old school nineteen fifties burger joint in there, and it's like it's a, like I said, it's a small rural town. It almost felt like Tremors. Mm, that's that. That's good how point. It, that's how it felt. That's how that's how it felt. And then, wait, wait, like, before before you uh, keep going balls deep into Ghostbusters, I just want to say that you started this by saying, "Oh yeah," I I was like, "Oh, you're like the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know." I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And then you jump into like the most Ghostbusters nerdy rant possible, where you're talking about the extreme ghost. I, I know what that is, but I, I guarantee you most people don't even know what that show was. <laughs> You're talking, and that's like one of like the, uh, probably the lesser known of the Ghostbusters cartoons. Plus, I know. Plus, you're talking about Ghostbusters 2016, the history, and when, you know, exactly when Harold Ramis died. Like, you know a lot of things about Ghostbusters, bro, so don't sell yourself I'm modest. I'm modest, knowledge. okay? I'm modest. <laughs> I can't help myself. I, I mean, I don't like to brag. <laughs> I know some shit, you know. <laughs> I, know, I know some shit. I know some Wait, I know I'm some sorry, things. continue. Were you saying about Afterlife? Um, what was I say- What was I saying about Afterlife? I was talking about the uh, t- throwback vibe, the the ghost town kind yes. of uh, energy, yes. very Scooby Doo mystery. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it very much felt like if you had made this film in literally back in like the eighties, I don't think it would be like so out of place. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it did feel like a movie from the eighties. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. so it did have that overall tone. Um, yeah, it had like the dirty jokes. It had like the adult humor where there shouldn't be adult humor in a kid. So supposed to be a kids movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had, it had horror elements, unlike the 2016 movie. I I noted that earlier. There was like, it actually there was, was a lot menace. of uh, yeah. There was definitely like a lot of like tense moments and like uh, there was a few jump scares in there where it was like whoa, I wasn't expecting that, and then like boom out of nowhere. But like not even just with like the ghosts themselves, but like there was even like moments where it was like um, when they were when they were trying to open. Uh, one of the traps, and uh, Paul Rudd goes up to like just tap it, and then nothing happens, and then boom, man, just out of nowhere, freaking like the whole uh, uh the electricity from the from uh from the trap comes out and uh re- and releases uh one of the ghosts. It was it was it, it was wild, and then like I loved, I just there was just so many things that different that they did, and there were so many like familiar things that they did, and I felt like a lot of i was watching a lot of reviews before i came on here and like i know a lot of fans hate it for like they say there's too much fan service i disagree with that i think there's like a perfect balance mm. of new concepts and fan service and like i don't think it was i don't think it was too overdone in my opinion you know mm. I, everything that they did i thought i thought was per, i thought was i thought it was great i thought i i just i enjoyed it so much and like um yeah, I hear you. I, for me, I, I I did also notice there's a lot of fan service, but I speculated, and you're kind of proving that point that I thought fans would appreciate it. But there was definitely a reverence for the the original Ghostbusters movie, and you know, rightly so, since the the son of the original director is what who made this movie. But like, just even moments like where they panned to the the Ecto One's logo, it felt like a oh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god! It's just... <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. that feeling of like, wow, we're doing it. It's really ghost, but that's only for Ghostbusters fans. Like, Absolutely. no one else is going to appreciate that moment other than a hardcore fan like you. Yes, yes. Basically, yeah. like, I, I, I actually noticed like so many Easter eggs that were going on in this film, and like 
it was getting a reaction out of me because because I was either laughing and I was like, oh shit, yeah, that that that, and um, but like mm-hmm. I'm literally looking around me and I'm trying to see if anyone else real realizes it, but like I, it's like, you you know. Freaking like, uh, at least I know. Freaking, I don't know. It was a small. Th- I, it was like there wasn't too many people uh, at the time, but um, but yeah, I was I I enjoyed it for 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 what it was. Um, oh, you mean it was empty? The theater was empty where you were? No, 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 no. There was like it wasn't a full house. It was. It I mean, was- to be fair, we are still in quarantine. <laughs> We're not quarantine, but we are still in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like, so I can understand maybe it not being super full, but. Did you have kids in your audience? Mm, not that I noticed. Oh. I got in, I got in, basically, here's the thing. So, we were late to getting our tickets, and basically, I was trying to get, like, seats at the, at the back top of the theater. That's where I always go whenever I go to see a movie. But, um, all, all of those seats were perch. full. So, we winded up having, since we got there last minute, we winded up getting our tickets at, like, the front. And, um, I just saw, I just, all I saw was people. Whenever I go into the theater, all I saw was people. But I, I don't remember seeing, seeing any kids when I went in there. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. See, once again, I feel like this is a movie. And that was my one of the issues I had was the pacing. The pacing for this movie felt slower than the original, which is interesting because I feel like that movie was definitely a movie like in the eighties. They made movies for adults, and the kids just happened to be there. And because of the concept, kids like it. Oh, kids like this shit. Let's make a cartoon for it. And now it's a kids thing. But I felt like in this movie, it, ironically, even though I, you know, now Ghostbusters is definitively a, a children's property but it's th- this felt more mature because of the very slow burn up until the third act then in the third act it, it almost felt like a different movie but those first like at first those first two acts were very slow um it was a double-edged sword though because it had good character development but the fact that it was slower paced i i could only i i don't know what kids attention spans are nowadays but even I was sitting there, and even Crystal said this, that it felt, you know, you're kind of looking at your watch like, all right, where's the where's the ghost at? Let's get to the ghosts. <laughs> well, you know, well, me personally, so I get that. I, I, I understand why people would think that um the pacing is off. But I also feel like it's also because of the times. Because, like, back in the 80s, it's like you literally only had, like, an hour and 45 minutes to, like, make a film. Nowadays, it's like the, 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 I feel like the... The standard is like three hours. Everyone's too used to like two hour, three hour films. So now mm. that gives you like more space to like draw thi- draw things out. But um, because I-, I actually think that that ironically, I think eighties movies or like older movies usually had a slower pace. Ghostbusters is like an exception. Like even like I think Alien One. That's a very slow movie. It's you know it's a horror movie. It's different. But a lot of older movies had like a a slower editing feel to it. Like you're not you're not cutting to a million things like we are nowadays. But yeah, movies are longer, maybe in general, like especially like blockbuster movies nowadays. But yeah, you have more time, but you spend a lot more time. Like, example, there's a lot of time, and it's a good thing though. But there's a lot of time spent just turning on the the proton pack. Like you know, like thirty second scene of just like flipping the switches. You see the lights going from like the back to the front, and just great sound design. The you feel the. Yeah, yeah. But like, but but you know, there's there's a purpose to that. You want you want to have the audience feel the emotion and the weight of this nuclear device. But at the same time, it does make it you know it's there's a lot of time spent just like oh proton pack porn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what was, what was I what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, like when the pro when they're set, when the kids are setting up their proton packs, I definitely felt like um the first their the first movie 
where it's Egon, Ray, and Pete, and they're all going in to go get Slimer from the hotel, and they're all in the elevator, and, like, they had not experimented on the equipment yet, and then um, Egon turns Ray's pack on finally and then they all back up in the elevator it's like yo they're like second guessing themselves and the same the same thing happened with podcast when he winds it up for uh for phoebe and i'm just gonna say this phoebe is like my favorite character in this entire film like phoebe that was her name yeah phoebe Phoebe, dude like straight straight up like phoebe like won me over that entire film like i i I love how smart she is and like you feel for her because it's like she's like the outcast and like she just like she's trying to fit in and she and she's like she's so she's so different you know and i i was just like when i don't want to get to the ending yet never mind but like i thought it was sweet (laughs) i thought it was sweet that she was somehow having a relationship with egon her grandfather even like in the afterlife like and like i i I pictured how that would even look like if he was actually like if he was actually like in a physical form and like not a ghost you know and i was like picturing it in my head as everything was happening i was like oh he's playing chess with his granddaughter like i thought i thought that was sweet you know things like things like that those little uh those little nuances but yeah um, it definitely had an emotional through line that was really sweet yeah like it, it the movie had heart yeah it that. did it did and like um that's the one thing that i that i like this film more than the 2016 version was that like i feel like 2016 everything <laughs> everything yeah everything Friggin', that was the thing it was like i didn't feel like it didn't have any heart or substance i felt like it was just making a ghostbusters yeah. movie for the sake of making a ghostbusters movie but this one this one actually felt like it had a sense of purpose and a sense of substance for what it was yeah. doing so that's another reason why um I, I i loved uh afterlife so much more well i have a question um before we get into i want to definitely hear your thoughts about the ending for sure but I want to know what your rating is. Like, how how did you feel about this? Me and Crystal, just to give you full disclosure, me and Crystal didn't give it perfect vision. We gave it more than passable. And there's there's some, several reasons for that. I, I touched on pacing, but for me, there was other things like some of the the plot issues I felt like were, were plot holes. There was some mystification of very recent history that I'm like, I, in Star Wars, you can kind of get away with it because I don't know how news works in Star Wars. But in... in uh, our world, there's no way the internet wasn't a thing and they didn't know who the fuck the Ghostbusters who saved the world twice. <laughs> they should be super celebrities. They really <laughs> Their loud moments are like, what? How do you not know who these people are? Anyway. Honestly, um, I, um, you know what? I, that's the thing with me. I feel that society, society is very, very ignorant sometimes of things like that. Like, so, cause think about this. There was a gap between 1984 and, the 1984 movie and Ghostbusters 2 and you, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you remember there was little there was, the, the the gap wasn't that big but people forgot that the Ghostbusters like did even even save New York like they remembered um and a handful of others remembered but some of these other guys they all freaking point. think they're crazy they all think That's they're good they, point. A, 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 like um but- but but this time there was a Statue of Liberty <laughs> that walked from like <laughs> all through New York City, like, and people had cameras even then, like, they, people had to know, man. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. And yeah, that 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 is true. It's like, how do you forget about the Statue of Liberty, literally like walking through New York City to get to the freaking uh, the Museum of Natural History? It's like, how do you forget that? The news what? was there. All of New York was there. <laughs> oh, They're cheering God. them on. <laughs> and that's what nah, I Nah, mean. 
I mean, they're all they're all fake. Like what? <laughs> it's like it's all bullshit, man. It's all bull. It's all bullshit. Everyone was stoned. Everyone was high. No one. No. Yeah, that, no, that even, didn't actually happen. Even Egon never like. They never made it, it seem like in those first two movies that Egon was like he was quirky and he was like extremely intelligent, but he could still communicate. And I don't understand how for thirty years, especially when they established in this movie that he still cared. Like he was still stalking. He cared so much he was still stalking his daughter, but yet somehow he never once called never took a picture of the well with the demons coming up every every like day he was just like nah i'm not gonna show them at all that i'm not crazy i'm just gonna just go with it it's whatever it's like what <laughs> nobody checked in nobody winston nobody <laughs> i mean he made i mean they made it pr- pretty clear that like egon like went off the grid and um honestly e- this is this is my head cannon so obviously Egon had an estranged relationship with the rest of the Ghostbusters because, like, Ray didn't believe him when he thought that, like, all this shit was going to come back, you know, and happen again. Um, and but why? That, it happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, and so that I understood that he had an estranged relationship with his colleagues. Now, in terms of, uh, in terms of keeping documentation of everything that he was doing, Egon is still, like, an old head. You know, so I can't imagine that he kept wait, wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. He's an old head. He's an old the head. The man, the man that has like fucking sci-fi Avengers lasers pointed down at the Hellmouth, and he's like, <laughs> that's his technology though. He, that's he's his rigged the whole town though. to be a massive ghost trap. But he's he's an old head. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh, Let me finish. But it's, uh, witchcraft. <laughs> I'm saying. He kept up with his technology, but I don't think he kept up with the technology of like what of like today, which is why like I because mm. otherwise he would have had like more documentation of like what he, what he was doing. So it's like I don't know, man. Goodness knows. I mean, the writer in me just sees like my problem is just the writer in me sees the plot convenience. That's all. It's just like I get why I get why you do that. So you do have that that like oh he's he's a mysterious old grandpa and like for the you know the new audience it's like oh what was his deal and oh, we're experiencing Ghostbusters for the first time just like she is. But you know in reality it's like. My man's. If you had time to stalk, you had time to write a letter. Like even a letter. Like oh, by the way, here's a here's a Polaroid photograph of the demons I'm keeping at bay. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing with a lot of film these days. It's like whenever there's like an estranged relative, um, they always make it out that like they never kept up, kept in touch with their family for one reason or another, and like. Yeah. It's it is a little sus that like Egon never kept up with his people, but like I want to I want in my heart I want to believe that like he had a good reason and it was to like protect them for one reason or another. But um, yeah. I don't know, maybe that and like maybe 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 Egon felt like he couldn't like he didn't know how to be a dad. He, maybe mm. maybe even that you know Could be. that's the kind of things that I do with films. It's like I create my own reasons for why <laughs> you, characters you, you do write it for do. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll make excuses for Egon. Okay, but yeah, so so our rating was more than passable for those reasons and a few more. But like, what would you give it? And you're you're, you're giving reasons for what you know, so you might think it's perfect. Don't no pressure. You know what? I don't necessarily think that it's a perfect film. Like, if I was to give it any rating, I'd probably give it like four point five out of five, and that's only because um, it felt there was some rehashing in there. It was simply mm. because they basically did. Um, they did what they, they did at least the third act. I felt like they rehashed the first film with Gozer and the gatekeeper and the key master. Cause 
that's all been done before. But I didn't they even ask... they even did that again in um the video game. I forgot it. I forgot about that part. I, right. I, 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 haven't, it, I haven't played that. Back? Yeah, I haven't played that game in a while, so I actually forgot that they did that too. But yeah. um, but yeah, in terms of the, the the film itself, I I I I get why they did that because it's like if the formula's not broke, don't fix it. But mm. at the same time, it's like you still did what they did in like the first film, which is the only reason why I couldn't give it like a perfect score. They did things that were original, but they also like they I feel like they played it safe and like did things that worked in the in the first film in, in terms of bringing back Gozer and uh, Zool and uh, Vince Glortho. Yeah. OK, so what did you give as a rating? So more than passable? Four point four point five. Four point. Okay, we don't, we don't, we we do not do that here. Like, okay, fine. I'll, the, give the, the I'll, give like, I'll give you a four. I'll give you a four. I'll give you a four. No, I don't mean that. I mean no numbers. <laughs> Crystal did the same thing. She was like, oh, I give like a three point seven. I'm like, we have a system, people. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's more than passable. More than passable. More than passable. More than passable. Okay, fair, fair. And keep in mind, like I've given perfect vision to things that. I wouldn't even consider perfect per se. Like by by the definition of what perfect means, I don't think any movie's perfect. But perfect just means something that even might have flaws, but for you, maybe the emotion, uh, the emotional like tether of the movie outweighed those flaws. So and, and this might have been an example for you because I, I even got really emotional at the end where like where Egon comes back as the, bro, as like a bro, father tell son me, Kamehameha. Tell me you were not thinking of freaking uh, father son Kamehameha wave. Ah, uh, I just everyone said that, yes. was thinking that. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, yo, I'm gonna freaking see, I'm gonna go talk to Jordan about this part. And literally, all I'm gonna say is father son Kamehameha wave, and yep. he's gonna know exactly what we're talking about. That's yep. how that moment felt, and I was like, they are so damn smart for doing it that way, and I loved yeah. it. I don't care if like it was CGI Harold Ramis. He still looked good he still freaking yeah. looked good and some people wouldn't even complain that like he was he quiet great the entire time he didn't say anything but i'm like yo would you would you have been okay with it if he actually did say something if you had like i don't know if if, if either they got someone to do an impression of harold ramus i don't think that would have been as impactful i felt like it was it was more impactful that he didn't say anything because it's like actions speak louder than words and like mm. straight up uh he, he, <laughs> I I loved I loved that whole last act, and that was the part that was the love letter to to Harold Ramis, and seeing him with Phoebe that fucking warmed my heart. Like I I I, I love I love that part. I I I, re I really did. Yeah, that that elevated the movie for me. Like yeah. where I had complaints before, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time. I mentioned early on this podcast, but endings make or break a movie or make or break a story. So even things that have flaws, like, and I had flaws up until the end, the last act of this film, where I was like, that's ah, a little slow. And eh, some of the plot holes, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Um, but the characters and that really emotional, perfect ending of the father-son Kamehameha moment, I was just like, oh, fuck you, Frieza. I mean, Gozer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and even even the, the original cast coming back, like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and th those guys coming back. And it felt for the, the, the two minutes they were back on screen, it was like I got transported to being a kid again watching the first Ghostbusters. Absolutely. They had that. They, they didn't miss a beat. Bill Murray, his charisma didn't miss a step since the Oh, my days. God. And this is the man. No, this is the same man who said like five years ago, no one yeah. wants to see a movie about a bunch of old men uh, hunting ghosts. He said that. And you look. He looked ancient. 
but I still wanted to see it. <laughs> I know. Same, same. Like, straight up. Like, I never thought I'd see Bill Murray as a Ghostbuster, like, ever again. And when I finally saw that, when I finally got uh, Pete Bankman and all the boys back in town, man, that, that, oh my God. It, it, it you felt, you really do feel like a kid again. And I, I, I love, I love that. Um, here's another thing, though, that I'm going to say, um, in terms of my rating, another thing that I thought hurt the film was mm. that they got, they got Flynn. They got Flynn. They got the kid from Stranger Things in this yeah. film, and he really didn't get to do much except for no. like be an awkward, quirky teenager who had a thing for the girl who worked at the burger shop, and mm. like he really, he basically, he he got to be the getaway driver, and and like he got to do the proton pack thing at the end. But I feel like aside from that, he really didn't get to do much. I feel like Phoebe is the main main protagonist of this whole thing and then like Flynn, oh, yeah. and Flynn, podcast <laughs> yeah yeah and and podcast and um yeah i feel like i feel like flynn like coming from stranger things i felt like he would have got like more stuff to do in this film but like i really i really felt like he got side sideline in this um yeah him and the girlfriend were the two weakest characters yeah sure. yeah basically like freaking yeah like uh lucky i'm like yo why why are you giving this chick a ghostbusters jacket and like she, she was there yeah just because she was there <laughs> that's an, that's that's another that's another thing why i can't give it a perfect score because i was like it was a setup for a lot of the characters like okay phoebe yes podcast yes flynn you still gotta earn it just a little bit like sure you can you can drive the car and whatnot but freak it out i don't know i felt like he could have done more um and then lucky i'm just like yo come on come on chick like what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. Um, but aside from that, uh, I, I really did enjoy the film and I loved what they did. And even like all the Easter eggs, like when Phoebe goes down into uh, the cellar um, and finds all of Egon's memorabilia and like the fucking crunch bar, the Twinkie. Uh, the, oh his, yeah. It's, his, it's chock full of references. His spores, molds, and fungi even. And I'm like, yo, this is great. This is great. I, I, I can dig this. Like, I love even, this. Even the moment where she's like, uh, the, they're in the car together uh, at the end where they're trying to escape the, uh, the, the hellhound chasing them. And the mom's like, Phoebe, you're a, you're a, and she's like, I'm a scientist. I'm like, that's the Egon thing. That's what Egon said. <laughs> or was it, was it Egon or was it um, Bill Murray? Who, who said that? One of them said it. Oh my God. You know what? It was. It had to be one of them. Uh, it, it was, shit, I can't even remember right now. I want to say Egon just because it would make sense, but it might have been Bill Murray. It, it, it's very possible. Vankman might have said it. One, of, I even them, loved, one of them. One of them did. One sp- of them speaking of Vankman, I even love the ending with Sigourney Weaver. It was a very sweet wrap up. But even even so, Phoebe was straight up was just like she was like little Egon because like she had Egon's glasses and like even like the way even her charisma, the way that she like deliver her lines, it was like that's Egon's that's Egon's granddaughter. You knew that going into this film, like you didn't like everyone was like, oh, I feel like uh, the trailers were spoiling it for us. I'm like, no, you knew that right off the bat when you go in because like it's not that hard to like to figure it out that like that's Egon's granddaughter. Yeah, it's <laughs> do re me Egon, but no, the Egon like, gene for re Egon. <laughs> that's one of the reasons but why. The... That's one of the reasons why I loved Egon, just because like forget, just because like moments like that. Oh man, but it's weird that the Egon gene skips a generation. For <laughs> exactly, <Whatever. laughs> that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, okay, his daughter is very, very normal and yeah. like not into science or anything. So I'm like, okay, I guess it does skip a generation. <laughs> It's very weird. <laughs> it made. It but made I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, 
we mentioned it earlier, but like to to even go along with your ghost versus accolades, one of the things that I wrote into episode four was a direct reference to Ghostbusters, kind of like as a tribute to our relationship. And you immediately caught the reference. You're like, oh, wait, were those lines between Mari and Caden? Was that a, a, a Ghostbusters reference? I'm like, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I know. Uh, they be fast and we, we be slow. <laughs> <laughs> that because straight up that was like my fit my that was like my favorite ghostbusters line was like literally like two in the box ready to go we be fast and they be they slow be slow and I, I i apply that to like everything we do like freaking like when unworthy hit <laughs> i think it was like when unworthy uh finally got like three episodes out i was like three in the box ready to go we be nah. fast and they be slow yeah <laughs> you say that but yet it takes like a year for each episode so we're pretty slow <laughs> i mean we got four we got we got four now you know yeah and, and speaking of that uh before we move on to i want to just talk about some trailers before we wrap up the podcast but uh i also want to do in the future an episode four commentary track with you and crystal you the voice of corner ranger and her the vfx artist and assistant director so three of us together i think would be a good podcast it's kind of like just, you know, going through it and talking about things that along the process, production, or even between us. I talk to you all the time about uh, uh, the writing and the story and where it's going and things like that. So you have insight there. Absolutely. Uh, for those who don't, even for the- those who don't know, Jordan literally tells me everything that goes on with this show. There's nothing that I don't know, okay? But so like straight up, I get all these all these people who come up to me um, at conventions or in my messages like, "Yo, when's episode four coming out?" And I'm like, "I don't know," but I'm <laughs> I'm lying. I I know. I I know. Actually, <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, absolutely. I would love just to talk about all the freaking horror stories about what happened behind oh episode four throughout the past year and a half. So many production issues behind the scenes. <laughs> there, there are literally different versions of a episode four that I kind of have some footage of. Like I can literally release like alternate takes. There is an alternate scenes. cut of episode four somewhere out there in the multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> there is an alternate timeline. But you guys saw the best cut. Don't worry. <laughs> so, oh man. But yeah, we definitely got to talk about it. It'll be fun to kind of break it open and, and you know discuss the how the sausage is made of filmmaking. I was talk- talking to Crystal earlier about that. It's it's changed like doing films has changed my relationship to to media, to movies and TV or whatever. Um, we talked about Cowboy Bebop a little bit and the the editing in Cowboy Bebop of the fight scenes. I never used to fucking nitpick editing in a fight scene, but it's gotten to the point now that now that I've done it myself, I I have an opinion even how things are cut, and I'm like, there's enough reasons already why I might not like a movie. I don't want like <laughs> the 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 minutia of editing even to be an issue of like, oh, they really could have speed ramped that kick a little bit faster. Like I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> This mofo, this mofo out here critiquing people, critiquing Netflix shows. <laughs> but I mean, to you know, to, to to kind of speak the opposite, Ghostbusters I think had amazing editing, amazing sound design, like, and, and it's those small details I think that you know people say that like this is my favorite movie or that this movie really hit me like hard emotionally or or the action was amazing. Like, those are like service level things that people say. But there's an underlining reason for why. And usually the reason is why is how much effort and heart and energy and passion went into the project that they're talking about. And in something like Ghostbusters, the reason why just a proton pack turning on hits you in the feels. I'm getting chills just thinking about the sound of it. That's fucking crazy. But it's beca- and it, I, I said to Crystal, it sounded more like a proton pack in this movie than the proton pack sounded in the original Ghostbusters. Because love went into that sound. The 
the sound that you heard in this movie was that little kid that heard the sound back in the 80s, the, the kid who was had the father of the director making that movie. When he heard that sound as a child, that's the sound he heard. It, it was it hit hard as a kid. So when he grew up, he made it himself. It translated in the movie he made. But so I think that stuff, even though it's small shit, like oh, a sound design is so good in this movie. Like <laughs> it sounds nerdy and like you know like pretentious, but that's the shit that I think will elevate an a- even an average movie to a great movie. Absolutely. Two 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 things I'm gonna say about the movie. Um, so there was they actually um. Two things that two two new things that they did that they didn't do in the original two films. Um, mm. They actually made some references uh, to the Ghostbusters toys in this film. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one ghost in the film that was actually based off an old uh, old Ghostbusters toy that they had released. It was like the one that had like a really big eyeball and it was blue with a bunch of teeth. That one. Was oh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. The ghost scene. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that, and then there was uh, the gunner seat in Ecto-1. That was actually a toy reference, and they didn't do the... Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cool. I'm a sucker for gunner seats. Like, straight up. Yeah. Freaking, um... <laughs> I used to collect Jurassic Park toys, and, like, if anything came with a gunner seat, those were the those were the Jeeps that I bought. So when I yeah. saw that, I was like, yes, awesome. Like, that, that's great. So when I found out that, um... That actually, it was actually based off of uh, an old toy version of Ecto One that actually had a gunner seat. I was like, "That's so freaking cool that they did that." Even like the RC car uh, ghost trap, I thought that was an awesome sequence. That whole cheese sequence was was a. Uh... <laughs> you see, it's like I love. Yeah, you're the opposite of Crystal because stuff like that is something she nitpicks, and like I understand the nitpicks. Even I was like, "How fast is that RC car when they're driving at like it has to be 150 miles per hour, and the RC car is able to go ahead of the car?" So it means like things going like 200 miles per hour. A little RC car, like what kind of battery is that thing powered by? And then even even the gunner seat, I loved that whole sequence is dope, but the the fact that she went from super ner- like super nerd 12 year old super nerd to power ranger where it's like now i can just do i'm a sharpshooter i'm hitting the fucking the the shifter on it to go to have the gunner seat fly out i'm like wow you got <laughs> you learned that fast <laughs> i kid you not i kid you not when i when they were uh doing the test for the proton pack in the field i i literally went to my friend mike who was sitting sitting right next to me and i'm like she's going to fly back She's gonna like fly all the way back as soon as that thing goes on. I know it, but yeah. but as soon as they click it on and she fires it, she's still in place. And I'm like, oh my god, she's like yeah. she, she took it. She did it like a champ. I'm like, what the fuck? Like no, like I literally thought she was gonna go flying back after that thing. Uh, that thing went off, but she didn't. And I and I was surprised. And like she handled it like a champ. And then like everything was on fire. And then and then podcast is like, you didn't you like you didn't you didn't break it. You destroyed that thing. Well, it's because Egon gave her the strength to withstand the force or whatever. <laughs> That's my 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 plot filler for everything. It use was Egon. the force. Egon did it. Phoebe, use the ghost force. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, in the movie before we move on? Um. Oh man. Ooh, end credits. Um, end credits before we, before we get into it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I loved that they brought back Sigourney Weaver at literally yeah. at the very end, and she got to do the thing to uh to to Pete freaking that he did in the first film where he was like uh give giving him a uh, shock therapy and trying to get him <laughs> yeah. to read the cards and freaking <laughs> I, I I thought that I thought that sequence was like so funny and she literally called him out. And I was like, you marked the cards, didn't you? You can't actually you don't actually know. I was like, yeah, I marked the cards. Shock. 
<laughs> that was funny. And then um, I loved that everyone got to do something uh, by the end of the film. And, like, you got some closure for what these characters have been up to and, like, what they've been doing. Ray ben mm. went back to his bookstore. Janine clearly has been, like, taking care of, like, Egon's uh, assets after he's passed away. Um, yeah. And then I also loved, loved at the end when uh, they brought back that deleted scene from the first film where uh, Janine gives Egon uh, this lucky coin before he, he goes up into the building. And I love that they brought that back. And then you get... Wait, to... wait, wait. What are you talking about? There was a scene after that, that scene with Sigourney Weaver? You didn't stick around to the end, did you, Jordan? Oh, my God. There was another <laughs> scene? Yo! Oh, man. I just spoiled that for you. I feel accomplished. No, I mean, it, I, thank you for telling me. I didn't know. I'm going to look it up. What was what happened in it? Okay, okay. So, I'll explain. So, this is what happens. After the very end credits uh, of the film... So it starts with a deleted scene from the first Ghostbusters film of uh, Egon and Janine talking before Egon goes up to the top of uh, of the building to go fight Gozer. And he's saying, like, we might not be back. Um, but Janine gives gives him a lucky coin that uh, that she was holding on to and gave it to him uh, before he before he left, because we all know that Janine had a thing for Egon in the first film. And even in Ghostbusters 2, you know, they had she had a thing for Egon because when she dressed up uh, Lois and Lois became a Ghostbuster, Lois was actually wearing Egon's jumpsuit and it said Spangler on it. So <laughs> put two and two together. Yeah, um, I mean, even in Afterlife, there was that moment where yes. she asked her who she was to, to yes. Egon and it. She kind of implied that she had a thing for him. Yes, absolutely. I hope. Absolutely. I hope at some point they consummated that. I hope it wasn't like blue balls for th- thirty years. <laughs> oh man, uh, forty years, Jesus. Oh man, they never alluded that Janine could have possibly been uh, Ka- Callie's mom. They didn't allude to that at all. So, so time will tell if that's the case. But going back to the deleted scene, so yeah, uh, Janine gives Egon the coin uh, before she goes up before he goes up to the building. But then it cuts back to present day and janine is holding the lucky coin in her hand and you know and she's like reminiscing but then she's also in the office of um winston zedmore and winston is actually a successful businessman now and he owns his own company and he's yeah, actually black guy had the glow up yeah like yeah that. yeah absolutely <laughs> and he even quoted himself saying saying like the um even when I was like just a Ghostbuster, I was just like looking for a job. I was looking for a paycheck, but um, I was able to like succeed and I was able to build my own company. And it's, it's because I had the tools and I had the talent. That's exactly what he said. Uh, and uh-huh. um, it turns out that he was actually taking care of the old Ghostbusters HQ and keep and keeping up with that, paying off his paying off the bills on that. He was also paying off of uh, he was paying off Ray's bookstore so he would stay in business because as we all know, bookstores don't stay in business that long. And 2021 um so he was also helping out with that and um you basically they were uh they were delving into that and they were setting up another film because they brought ecto-1 oh back. so they did set up another yeah i was gonna ask you literally my last question for you was gonna be as a fan did you want to see another movie but they actually set one up well let me get into that for a minute so okay. So they brought Ecto-1 back from Oklahoma, from Egon's ranch, all the way back to New York at the end of the film. And um, they parked it in uh, Ghostbusters HQ, and it's run down, it's empty, it doesn't look like it hasn't been used in years. However, you go downstairs uh, into the old containment unit, the old containment unit where they were keeping the ghosts, and one of the red lights flickers on. 
and it starts whirring and it looks like it's ready to like fucking explode and then it cuts to black and that was going to be the setup for the next film so i feel like there's something mm. inside the, there's something bad going on inside the containment unit that um that hasn't been handled in a while and i was actually thinking about it too i was like what the hell could possibly be in that containment unit to make it go off like that it is Vigo. <laughs> Yo, I was literally about to say, if they bring back Vigo, I'm going to lose my shit. I was like, it is Vigo. <laughs> I will be shocked if uh, if they actually bring back Vigo. Uh, if they make another film, that is. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing another film. As, lo- as long as they bring Phoebe back and as long as they give uh, Flynn something to do, if they brought those kids back, I wouldn't mind it. Um, and then Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, I, f- I feel like he should definitely be a Ghostbuster. Um, yes, I was going to say the same thing. Yes, definitely Paul Rudd needs to be on that team. Please. I re- replace please. Finn Wolfhard. Maybe he's go out- goes off to college or something <laughs> and he's not even in the movie. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I mean, as long just give Flynn something to do. Like, dude, like he's he's freaking. It's Stranger Things. It's like give yeah. him something to do at least. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I would love. I would love it if they made another film. If they did it like they did this one, I would absolutely, uh, absolutely, I would see it. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm excited if they did do another one. I'd be excited, but it has to be by the same director. I don't. I don't want to see a a Ghostbusters. Uh, Hollywood butcher job where it's just like just put a movie out we don't care what it looks like like let, let Melissa McCarthy talk about wontons and fly around like slapstick style while she shoots her proton pack like it's no I don't want to see that I don't want to see Chris Hemsworth doing a conga line dance with ghosts at oh the god end. yeah exactly oh, yeah boy. think about all that dumb shit <laughs> it was stupid <laughs> flashbacks the flashbacks it hurts like that's a Ghostbusters movie made by non-fans no that's just somebody that's like yeah hey, well, it's a kid's thing whatever let's just make a movie about it whatever like no improv s- fuck it i'm sorry no substance that was a mo- that was a ghostbusters movie just for the sake of making a ghostbusters movie if you're gonna make a sequel make it have some freaking substance yeah that's a great word for it It had no sub. it was it was hollow it was it very no hollow very hollow yeah. but this, yeah. this definitely had heart and this definitely had yes a legacy to it yeah like you could tell it was like this is my father's work and i want to carry it on i don't want to just make a bullshit movie i want this to be good great yes. even yes absolutely yeah. despite yeah. everything that i could critique about afterlife it was still a good film it was a good sequel and it definitely earns the title of being like ghostbusters 3 uh in in my mind so yeah, yeah I, I yeah so yeah i could sign that yeah but um i will say this i mean bringing back vigo for a fourth film would be cool <laughs> but then it's also still rehashing i feel like they yeah. need to do they need to do something, something new. new innovative and interesting that's what or I even I don't know anything about I don't remember shit about the cartoons, but maybe bring something from the cartoons, like whoever Big Bad was from that, maybe like adapt that. That that'd be that'd be cool too. That'd be that'd be interesting. I don't I don't know if there is a Big Bad in the cartoons. I just I'm just assuming there is. <laughs> so maybe I don't well, know. I know I said I watched Extreme Ghostbusters back in the day, but like I said, that was like back in the day, and I do not remember freaking like a lot of things that happened. I remember that the plot of Extreme Ghostbusters was Egon actually brought in uh, new students to mm. become Ghostbusters, and then they bring back the old Ghostbusters towards like the end of the season, you know, like 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 you would. But I don't remember there ever being like a big bad. There was always just ghosts, and the one episode mm. I remember distinctly was there was actually a ghost that like made people hungry. They just kept eating food. <laughs> Everyone, okay. every, the ghost turned everyone into pudgy pig, basically. 
That's called weed. <laughs> <laughs> and this ghost made everyone stone, and they all got the fucking munchies. Yeah, uh, sign me up for that fucking haunting. You oh know what I'm saying? Uh, but so before we get out of here, let's talk about some trailers real, real quick. Yes. Um, uh, specifically, let's just do three because my battery for my recorder is about to die. So I want to do this possibly as fast as possible. All right. <laughs> uh, let's start off with uh, I think which is the most topical for us since we're gonna be, we're literally working on a He-Man project is a uh, He-Man Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing at? See, the sword is just the conduit, but the spark that was always me. No. By the power of Grayskull! The power is mine alone! Why did it answer his call? Citizens of Eternia, we're in dire need of your help. There is nothing to live for, merely chaos. And to chaos, will we all return? Dude, uh, I saw, I saw, he, yeah, I saw Revelation Part Two trailer, and um, coming from a guy who like never really watched He Man that much, it actually, it actually looks really good and like really interesting. And um, I was especially like, I, I had no idea that uh, my one of my favorite voice actors, Mark Hamill. Uh, is voicing Skeletor. I had no. Oh, idea. so you you haven't seen part one yet? No, I haven't seen part one uh, yet. I am. I'm really curious to get your thoughts on part one. I have issues. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am behind on He Man content, so I will I will definitely watch part one, and um, hopefully that'll get me but that that'll get me jazzed up for uh for part two. If uh if Mark, yeah if Mark Hamill's in it, I'll totally watch it because I love Mark Hamill, and I had no idea that he was actually playing uh Skeletor. If I had known that, I would have watched it sooner. Mm. This makes it really hard for me to talk about my thoughts for this this trailer. Uh, I'm gonna try and be not say any spoilers, but there there are a lot of things in part one that I had issue with that were the direct motivation for why I wanted to make uh, a He-Man fan film. It, not to say that it was bad. I there are elements in it I absolutely loved. Um, that's why I wanted to do it in the first place. So it's gonna be a love letter to that series and the classic He-Man, a bunch of stuff. But there were some choices that were made that upset me as a fan. But to be positive, in part the part two trailer looks like it not only rectifies that issue possibly, but might do some cool things with the the lore that I'm not gonna say I'm bitter, but I'm a little bitter because I wrote something similar, and I you know this guy talked to you at length about it, but I yeah I I know the, the story, the, I know what yeah, happened, the, I know yeah. exactly what happened, and I was like, yeah. damn, bro, they ripped you off. Yeah, just a real quick summary but i the same thing happened with unworthy where i wrote the, about the arbiter and then the same month before i even released unworthy obviously i had just written it um original concept they released draken it was like oh so a ranger slayer official now so I, my thing is trash because it's just copying that thing <laughs> and the same thing happened here where i i i play with the concept of the power sword not being the source of human's power, but power being within. And literally, as if someone had tapped my phones in the trailer for this part two, uh, for the part two of He-Man, they literally talk about, oh yeah, the power's not in the sword. That was the conduit. The power was in me the entire time. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That has never been in He-Man lore. You, you fucking, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Who do I have to kill? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was so upset because oh I was. Oh my I, god! It's one of those things where, as a writer, you know, you you fall in love with the concept when it clicks for you. Yes, and then and I don't you, like doing. Yes, and when you see someone else doing your shit, you're just like, "What the fuck, man? How'd you know? Yeah, How did you know?" Especially because I only like doing things that I haven't seen before. Yes, and I like twist like with the Northy. I like I like twisting the existing lore of things. So for this, I was like, "Oh, this is an avenue they've never explored in all of He Man. This is perfect." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, we also know it's perfect, and we we had the same idea." Like, "Fuck, <laughs> we know, we already but it looks know." Cool. But so I'm saying, like, "Fuck, they they did the the concept I wanted to do. I'm still gonna do it, but I'm gonna." watch this series and hopefully pivot from how they did it but how they executed it, at least in the trailer looks fucking sick yeah. he basically becomes like like hulk he-man so i'm like that looks fucking badass i want to see where that goes um I, hopefully tila is better than in the part one i'm not going to go into spoilers but i did not like her in part one at all so we'll see if she's improved at all in part two um but yeah i'm excited for it and it's coming out literally thanksgiving week so uh do your homework now so we can talk about it <laughs> possibly next weekend. It's Definitely. Awesome. Okay, talk about it next Definitely. weekend. Definitely. Um, any other thoughts on He-Man before we move on? Uh, no, not right now. Let's get to, let's get to the next one. All right. Let's talk about the matrix resurrections. You don't know me. No. back to where it all started back to the matrix dude i kid you not i have had that trailer song stuck in my head for days <laughs> free your head <laughs> yeah yeah literally like i like literally i woke up twice in the past two days and i've had that freaking no you know what i've literally had that song stuck in my freaking head because like the way that they did the trailer it was like so freaking good and it was like i love trailer music because it's like it's so much more epic than like it normally is and like it just hits yeah. different especially like when like drum beats and all that shit like starts mm -hmm. all, starts happening it's like you get into it depending you know depending on the film and like this is like this is like the first uh matrix film that they've done since uh si since the original trilogy and like i'm amazed that they're actually like doing it now like it still doesn't feel real to me that they're doing a fourth <laughs> matrix film after all this time yeah same um, I mean, I've got a billion thoughts. <laughs> Not enough time for for what time how much time we have left. But I mean, yeah, just the fact that I, they're making it. Like after Revolutions, it felt like a definitive end. And kind of like with Ghostbusters, they made a game that was kind of the next movie, or was gonna be the next movie in the story. With um, there was the online Matrix that literally continued the story with like Morpheus looking for Neo's body, and Morpheus was assassinated, and the 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 peace treaty between machines and humans started to break down um 
So it's cur- it makes me really curious because it's so vague, the trailer, and so little information about the movie that's out there. So I'm like, is it a continuation from that storyline? This this new guy who's not Fish- uh, Lawrence Fishburne is still confirmed to be Morpheus. What's going on there? Why is Trinity back? She's the only other person that looks to be like aged like Neo. And in, even in the trailer, there's moments where she's got it looks like she's got powers similar to Neo. I have a big issue with forced girl power on the show. It's a thing for me. So I'm like, if if they make her the one also, I might have an issue with it if they don't write it well because she's called the one, not the two. <laughs> but there is, I'll say that. But there is another. There yeah, is but there's another. also part of me that like, if you write it well, it could work because the idea that they were linked at one point where he resurrected her and like, you know, there's this weird thing where it looks like in the trailer, they're kind of like, connected somehow so i'm like is she like a reflection like a residual energy trinity from then like is is she like a piece in the same way that agent smith got powers by interfacing with neo did she get powers by interfacing with neo like there, there are ways to make it work but if it's just like no trinity's just alive and she's the one now it's like oh fuck you <laughs> no <laughs> no no i don't think i don't think that's the direction that they're gonna go in i think definitely um if anything neo had some kind of residual effect on trinity that makes a little bit more sense to me and then maybe even with machine augmentation somehow they were able mm. to like keep her alive for as long as they did because now he's not even the real trinity yeah yeah because now they're both like back in the matrix um and from the from what we've seen in the trailer you clearly know that like somehow they recognize each other but like they also have amnesia and they have no idea who they are so i feel like for most of that film it's going to be like they have no idea who they are they don't know how their powers work but definitely by at least by like the middle or like the third act um they're gonna they're gonna know what's up and then they're all gonna get their powers back and there's gonna be like some kind of some kind of awakening. There's been an awakening. Yeah, but how are they even alive? Like, there's so many questions. Like, they're dead. So it's like, did the machines resurrect them? It's called resurrection. That's so what I think. Like, I think that the machines. But to what end? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe they feel that it's more. Maybe maybe they the machines felt like they're more useful to us alive. That kind of thing. So they just decided to um, keep them alive. And they're and they're machines, so I I I I wouldn't put it past them that they know how to like keep uh keep their bodies al- al- sustained and alive. So I, it's not it wouldn't be out of the norm for me to uh see that see how that plays out. Yeah, this is one of those things where it's like the trailer is so vague. I've you, there's a billion things you could question. Like, is is Zion still a thing? Why is there a new Morpheus? Is he uh, is is like is Zion also a Matrix? And that's why he's like a rebooted Morpheus. Like, is it just, like how does that work? Like, there's so many questions. Even even the Matrix Matrix they're in is that the same Matrix? It, it's clearly like more colorful, so it looks like the Matrix at the end of Revolutions. Um, and also, just to be frank, Wachowski's they've been hit or miss for a long time after the matrix so i'm like is this gonna be a matrix one or is this gonna be like more of like a a a reloaded or a revolutions and not to say that i didn't like those movies they're guilty pleasures for me but a lot of people did not like those second and third movies versus the first one i understand why i think the first one definitely was the best um the the second two got a little weird (laughs) i definitely feel like uh they're probably gonna hit the reset button uh, on this film which is why neo can't rec- really recognize himself and um they both have amnesia i really feel like they're doing they're hitting the reset button with the matrix right now so they're trying to like uh 
it's like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Revan had amnesia and then he had to learn how to do everything all over again. And I feel like that's the direction they're going to go with Neo and Trinity. They're not going to know how their powers work. They don't know who they are. And then basically halfway towards the film, they're going to like, they're going to, they're going to know the truth and then they're gonna realize oh wait i'm the fucking neo's gonna realize so oh, i'm the one and then that's trinity i gotta help her i gotta wake her up somehow i think that's yeah. that's basically my prediction for for uh for that film and then what the are the machines the enemy again did the did the truce break down like see there's so many questions like yeah what's going on like yeah <laughs> yeah we're left with more questions than answers right now yeah and it could be a great thing or it just could be terrible who knows <laughs> we, oh, we shall see we shall see how yeah. that pans out uh, so let's wrap up with let's just talk about uh, the book of Boba Fett why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich what prevents us all from killing you and taking what we want If he had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Oh my god, yes! Dude, I have never been so stoked for a freaking Star Wars film. You don't understand. I've been waiting for them to do some kind of Boba Fett film for years, for freaking years, I have waited for the Book of Boba Fett to uh, to happen. And literally, like, I remember watching Man- Mando season two last year, and just the fact that, like, here's here's how here's here's basically how it played out. First episode, but no no Boba Fett, and I was so disappointed. And then I find out at the very end, no wait, Tamara Morrison, that's freaking Boba Fett. I was like, I was like, oh my god, please tell me they're gonna bring him back at least once this season. And then they did, and friggin' they gave him back his armor, and he was a badass, and like, it, it was everything, it was everything I wanted as a Star Wars fan, just to see Boba uh come back because i remember i used to get into fights all the time with with other people saying like oh he's dead he fell into the starlight pit he's fucking dead i'm like no he's not he could have survived he's boba fucking fat he could have survived he has all the tools man like he there's he had everything to get out of the out of the starlight pit so uh, so literally literally as soon when i saw that first episode and i saw that um the one guy who was uh Timothy Oliphant was pretending to be uh Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah. And that fucking killed me because I love Timothy Oliphant. He's such a good actor and he's like one of my uh one of my one of my favorite people. And like when I saw him underneath the Boba Fett armor, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck, man? So um when I saw that he gave the armor back to uh to uh mando and then you got to see boba at the very end under the cloak and then you got to see that the uh the next episode where he finally came back like it it, it it was fantastic i was like yo this is boba fett this is fucking boba fett this is what they were trying to do uh with man with mando but um i'm, I'm wow. honestly glad they did it the way that they did but in terms of book of boba fett i saw that trailer finally after waiting like a year to see it and i was like oh my god finally yes Thank you. Thank you. Book of Boba Fett. I, that's like, that's all I care about right now. Like, forget Spider-Man. Forget everything else that's going wow. on. Wow. Right <laughs> give me, give me Book of Boba Fett, please. Wow. 
So this is what it's like having a Star Wars fan on the podcast. Yes! Yes! <laughs> exactly. Like, no, exactly! Historically, nobody on the podcast has been, like, hardcore, like, super Star Wars fans. So, like, seeing someone, like, just watching you fanboy out for Star Wars, I'm like, wow. I feel like an asshole because I was like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> oh, you son of a- <laughs> Don't ruin this for me! Yeah, no, my man, I've never been in this position where somebody's been, like, more hyped for Star Wars. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I really I mean, am. Like, I really am. I just do. Talking about I, the- genuinely, I genuinely love Star Wars. I hate I hate the fandom, but I love Star Wars. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. But for the trailer, it's just... I, I. The only thing I was thinking watching that trailer was I was like, wow, I can't believe there's an old man main character in, in Star Wars. Like, he's an old dude. He's like 50, 60. Like, how old is that guy? And he's over here like... Uh, he's an action star. Like, he's, he's beating people up. And it's like, wow. That's... I've Have I ever seen that before? I don't... I don't know. It's like... It's almost like an old Clint Eastwood type, but with... With Star Wars. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. And like Star Wars basically is a sci-fi Western Western. That's basically the whole premise of Star Wars, you know? So <laughs> it's like, it's not, out of, for me, it's not out of the norm. And if you're going to make anyone the Clint Eastwood of Star Wars, it's got to be freaking Boba Fett. Well, like, let, me, let me add that it's Clint Eastwood plus a Mafia Don. Because that's yes. the only thing I really got from this was, okay, he's a violent old dude. And he's also a Mafia leader. Because when he's sitting around that table and he's like, or his main chick is like, or who I love that she's back as a cameo or uh, as a recurring character from Mandalorian. Fennec. Uh, Ming Nan Wen, yeah. She's badass. What's her name? Her, her Fennec. Name? Fennec. Fennec. Yeah. Uh, Mulan. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ming Na. Ming Na. Ming Na. That's yeah. her actual Ming-Nan name. Ming Na I believe it's Ming yeah, Na. Ming Nan Wen, right? Huh? Ming Nan Wen, is that her name? I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so when Mulan says, you know, motherfuckers would kill you for less. And then he's like, you listen, please speak freely. Like, don't, by all means. Like, it's like, uh, it makes, may, it's like a, I love like, it's like the, the very thinly veiled threat of like, I'm not threatening you directly, but I am saying that motherfucker would die for less. Right. But go ahead. Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, choose your next words very carefully because I can kill you. Yeah, it was very 300. Choose your next net words very carefully, Persian. <laughs> this is madness. This is Bartok! <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. But, like... um, But, yeah, I'm just curious to see what it's going to be about and where it's going. I know it's, you know, Jabba the Hutt and stuff, but I'm just, like, what is the whole season about him reestablishing... His powerful power is like a dawn of space. Is that what this is about? It's gonna basically, be basically Sopranos, but yes. Boba Fett. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Boba is basically trying to um become like the top crime lord. Um, mm. but I feel like he's he's not gonna rule it like Jabba did. He wants to he Jabba, like I said, Jabba ruled it out of fear. He wants to rule it out of respect. So yeah. so it's gonna be. I feel like he's um base, basically. I feel like it's gonna be. It's all gonna be about power. It's all. It's gonna be about control. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours and take what's ours. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to do it. Oh my. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Basically. So um. I feel like yes. Boba's gonna make his claim and say like this. This belongs to me now. But someone's gonna. Co- I know someone's gonna come along and try and uh and be like a rebuttal and say like no someone's gonna come along and basically try and take it all away from him so mm. and then Bo was just gonna kick ass so yeah yeah man definitely an interesting premise something that i'm not like because i'm not a hardcore star wars fan i'm not necessarily like hyped by it but the premise is interesting enough where i am like oh i'll check that out i, I do want to see it. i'll watch it anyway because i like star wars stuff in yes general. 
but I, I, I I'm absolutely going to to watch that show. I'll probably watch that show like a dozen times over. Wow. So yes. Wow. Yeah. I wish I had you on the podcast for the uh the Mandalorian season two finale with Luke Skywalker. I think you would have been like in- I can only imagine you would have been like insane. Like oh, Luke Skywalker You know <laughs> Pull what? Me at the mouth. You know what? When that <laughs> happened, um honestly when that happened, I had no idea who was gonna show up. Like all I saw was that X Wing and I paused it for a minute and I was like who the hell is in that X-Wing right now? I need to think about this very, very carefully. Who could possibly be coming in to save the day and save their asses in the middle of all this carnage? And I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's Luke Skywalker. Maybe it's Ahsoka. May- I didn't know. But then when they actually saw that it was freaking Luke Skywalker and he was literally like running train through like all these freaking dudes. And I'm like, holy shit. I was- but here's the thing. I didn't know what version of Luke Skywalker they were going to show. Because my first thoughts were like, are they going to bring Sebastian Stan in as Luke Skywalker? I, I wish they did. I literally thought that's what they were going to do because like, I saw a bunch of promo images. Uh, people were doing edits of Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. And I was like, that's perfect for casting if you were going to recast. But yeah. um, no, they wind up doing... Uh, deep fake mark hamill and i was like i'm creepy looking (laughs) creepy looking yeah i mean like it's him but at the same time i was like you can tell the deep fake bro i i um i honestly thought that uh general grand moff tarkin uh in rogue one it was done a little bit better i feel like that deep fake was a little bit better um but luke skywalker it makes it made sense he came to save the day it was cool, you know, but um, I didn't fanboy for the fact that it was uh, it was Luke Skywalker behind that whole thing, you know. Really? Wow. Yeah. I kind of did. <laughs> I mean, I love Luke Skywalker. Don't get me wrong, but like, freaking, like, I don't know. I, 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 it, it could have been anyone. It, it, it could have been anyone else, but I really wasn't. I don't know. It, it like was I, the Luke I wanted in in the the sequel trilogy. That's why I think I freaked out. I was like, "Oh, why wasn't it like this in the movies?" <laughs> the Man- Mandalorian is is so much better than the sequel trilogy. That's just my personal opinion. So much, so much better. So much more written. Oh, I co-signed that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And on that note, I think that we, we will wrap up the podcast here. Um, so next week we're gonna be talking about things like uh, He Man that's coming out, uh, Hawkeye the series is coming out. Um, I also want to talk about some more Marvel things like uh, the Morbius trailer that we didn't discuss this week. Um, but yeah, hopefully we're gonna start being more regular in the podcast and hopefully I'll have you and Crystal on at the same time next time rather than this weird, like, <laughs> like if, if this feels like the Avengers, I used the analogy earlier, but it feels like, like, all right, I'm approaching Captain America. Now I'm approaching Nick Fury or approaching uh, uh, Iron Man. And together we will all come together in the Avengers movie. <laughs> Listen, pal, I told you I didn't want to be part of your little boy band crew, okay? <laughs> yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, you guys, like, hearing you both back-to-back but separately, it's like you're both extreme polar opposites. Like, <laughs> like you're on this side of, like, the fan spectrum and she's on this side, even energy-wise. So it's going to be real interesting to see how you guys interact. <laughs> and I'm, like, kind of in the middle of, like, eh. I can be negative, but I can fanboy too, so I'm, I can go either way. <laughs> like a it, bisexual. It, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good time for putting the three of the three of us together, and uh, we can all we can all have our opinions on things. Yeah, but on that note, let's get out of here. That's been this week's episode of Blurred Vision. I've been your host Jordan with Jeffrey Rays, the voice of the Chrono Ranger, signing out. Nice, <laughs> like a badass, like a badass. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace, and see you next week. Later, guys. I guess we're gonna-